wants a tax increase and they want to have the vote in an election year before the election happens in November and they say in their talk about it that the mayor's team wants to first engage the community and ask voters how they would want the money to be spent Quote, we want the people to tell us what they want, unquote. It means you don't need a 1% sales tax if the city doesn't know what they want to do with the frickin' money. Well, it's just crazy. What are you what you're doing when you when you read that article there in today's Arkansas Democrat Gazette, you can see how stupid this mayor is. Um, he wants to raise the sales tax 1% so we can have the highest sales tax in the region. And then he wants to use this for what he calls quality of life. And his quality of life initiatives are uh, a train. He wants a train to go from the river market to the airport. And he wants a train to go out to uh, West Little Rock. And he wants to um, do more for the Parks and Recreation Department and, you know, get some some new mulch and, you know, uh, turn a couple of golf courses that closed into some city parks. And that's his quality of life. Now, to me... Life would be my first thing required for quality of life. And, you know, I'd like to feel like I can, you know, drive around in Little Rock, not get shot and killed, walk around in the River Market District and be safe, you know, leave a local mall or shopping center after dark and get in my car and drive away and, you know, do that and keep my life. Before you improve the quality of it, I would like to, you know, do safety and security. So what I don't understand um, behind what this guy is doing is, you know, why don't you get the fundamentals down of what a city is supposed to do? Police protection, fire department, water, sewer, sanitation, trash pickup, streets. Beyond that, schools. Now, once you've figured all of that out and you've got that batting 100 now why don't you move on to some mulch and, you know, maybe a park and something like that. I mean, if you continue down the path that you're on with your crappy school system and your homicide rate, you need to take your little train and put a stop for your little train in Conway, Benton, Bryant, and Cabot because that's where everybody's going to continue to move. Um, you know, Continue along this stupid path that you're on. Einstein's other idea is, and that's Mayor Frank Einstein Scott. Einstein's other idea is he wants to light all the bridges up in town purple, you know, in recognition of the the basketball player Kobe Bryant that died. Yeah, purple and gold. Yeah, yeah. Now, when President Bush died, we didn't change the lighting on the bridges here in town, but we need to do this for the for the basketball player. Now, I've got nothing against basketball. I hated to see the man die. I mean, I think it's great that he could throw a little ball in a hoop, and he had some cool little ball tricks and things like that. I mean, good for him. 
It's not like the man cured cancer or anything or even found the cure for the common cold. He could throw a ball in a hoop, which is cute, right? I mean, I hate to see the man die. And and, and I like balls being thrown in cute little hoops. I mean, I'm going to go see the Harlem Globetrotters, you know, do some tricks tonight on a basketball court with some basketballs. And I'm going to take my two kids and, you know, my son's two and a half and my daughter's, you know, seven and they're going to love it. So I'm glad Kobe Bryant could throw the little ball. That's 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 awesome. Um, And I hate that arrogance and stupidity killed him. You know, because that's what killed him. I mean, the sheriff's department for the county had grounded all the helicopters for the day. They uh, had grounded the police department helicopters for the day. National Guard was the flying helicopters that day, and they were doing no medical evacuations by helicopters. But Einstein, another Einstein out there this week, uh, wanted to get in a helicopter to fly to a middle school basketball game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, arrogance and stupidity killed you. And I don't know if that how much of that arrogance and stupidity was yours or how much was your pilot's, but uh, we want to chopper to a middle school basketball game today when the uh, National Guard, the police, the Sheriff's Department, and, and everybody else wasn't you, flying. Are not flying, yeah. So, so you know, you died because you were ignorant, stupid, made a, you know, piss-poor personal decision-making. You paid the price for it. But we're going to light these bridges up, not not because the president died, but because somebody that could throw a ball through a, through a little hoop on, on the court has died. So whatever, you know, light the bridges up, but, you know, I guess, but uh, for a basketball player, whatever. But the 1% tax for parks and rec and to build you a little train, I mean, we got to vote this guy out of office, man. We got to get rid of this clown. I mean, he's just... I don't understand the stupidity behind that. I, I I don't know why we can't have somebody run for mayor, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Little Rock. I'd take a guy for mayor in North Little Rock, Cabot, Jacksonville, Searcy, uh, uh, Benton, Bryant, Conway, Batesville, anywhere around. I'd just like for somebody to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to run for mayor. I'm not going to raise your sales taxes. I'm going to do one of two things. Either one, when I take office, I'm going to cut the sales tax. I'm going to cut it. Or two, we're going to live within our means, and we're not going to come to you asking for a sales tax. We're going to take the revenue we got and make the city work. Don't you like how they all say, well, we need to raise this extra 1% so -hmm. that we can keep up with all of the other towns around us? Because since they're charging extra for the sales tax, we must increase no, ours. No. He, here's the, what he said. He cited yeah. Birmingham, Alabama, which has an overall sales tax rate of 10%, of which the city takes 4%. Yeah. Lone Oak has an overall rate of 10 and a half. Boy, that's well, a boom in town. They yeah. got it together in Lone Oak. Yeah, well, Woo, look out while now. Searcy, <laughs> Fayetteville, and Springdale have overall rates of nine and three quarters. North Little Rock increased its sales tax rate from one to two in 2018, meaning consumers in that city pay an overall sales tax of nine and a half. Charles Blake, the mayor's chief of staff, said the administration hopes to put the question to voters before the fall. Let me Now listen, this is the way they always do it. They're going to pay for an extra election, a special election, to try to pass this. So they can rip you off. When they could put it on the ballot of the November election and have you vote for it then. 
but they don't want to do that because more people will show up for the election in November than will show up for the election whenever it's going to be in the fall for this, and they'll turn out their minions and think that they can get it passed. That's right. why it's, they do it that right. way. It's 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 a ripoff, and none of these idiots that run these cities has any new ideas. They all do the same thing. Hey, let's build a public swimming pool. Hey, let's build a community center. You know what we need to do? We need to get somebody to paint some murals on these old, ugly buildings downtown. We need new soccer fields. We need new baseball fields. Ooh, let's get some lights and a new concession stand at the softball field. Let's 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 tax people to do this. And so everything I just mentioned, they do that in Searcy. They do that in Cabot. They do that in Jacksonville. They do that in So North they Little feel Rock. like they have to do it to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. No, what I'm saying is every town wants to spend millions of dollars mm-hmm. on a swimming pool. They yep. want to spend millions of dollars on a library, millions of dollars on a soccer field, a baseball field, uh, lights at night so they can play baseball at night, a $500,000 concession stand. Uh, you know that you saw that fiasco in Fort Smith over there, ball fields there, and you know the guys that went to jail for ripping off the city. They were you know reps to Little Rock from that, and so every time we're gonna we're gonna paint these old raggedy downtown buildings and put in some murals. We want to build a swimming pool. We want to build a library. We want to build some ball fields and a concession stand and some lights. We need some new mulch. We need a sidewalk. We need all this, and we're gonna pour millions of dollars into this, and they sell this as economic development. And I know of no human being standing around saying, oh, my God, I need to move to that town. They've got a noose public swimming pool. I can't wait to live there. <gasps> Let me buy a house there. They just put in a new $14 million library. Wow. Oh, my God. I need to open up a new business there. They spent a half a million dollars on a concession stand and some lights for the softball field. No business is locating because of that crap. Nobody's buying a home in your town because of that crap. I like Lance Hines. Lance Hines is a uh, city director from Ward 5. He's been on my show several times. Oh, he can read and write. He's normal. Okay. And he said this. A chicken in every pot and a pool, too, evidently, said Lance Hines. I don't know. It sure is a lot in my mind. Yeah, it's a lot, but all these people do the same junk. And then after they spend millions on libraries and swimming pools and concession stands and lights for the softball field and, you know, some new mulch and let's pour some sidewalks out here for people to ride bicycles and all this stuff, then they'll come back and they'll say, well, you know, we need some new police cars and we need a fire department to be paid more and we got to we got to, we got to raise the pay of, you know, the guys driving the garbage trucks and we need a tax for that. Why don't you stop pissing away the taxpayers' money on this junk? And just concentrate on police and fire protection, streets, water, sewer, trash pickup. The things you're supposed to do. That's what the a, purview what, of a city. What a thought. It's the purview of a city. Who'd thunk it? That's the purview. Police department, <laughs> fire department, streets and sanitation, water department. Okay? That, that, that's, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Get that right. Why do people move to a town? This is why they move to a town. They feel safe and secure. You know, as in you don't have a homicide rate. Nobody's getting raped or robbed, okay? Businesses aren't being strong-armed, robbed, or broken into. Safety and security. That's why people move to a town. Number two, why do they move to a town? Good school system. Number three, why do they move to a town? Uh Affordable housing. (laughs) Affordable housing. Number four, why do they move to a town? 
jobs. Okay, but nobody moves to a town for Parks and Rec. Yeah, nobody, they, they, nobody locates a business in a town for Parks and Rec. Safety and security. Okay, affordable housing, good schools, jobs. That's why people live in a town. Businesses locate for safety and security, good schools, right? Affordable housing. That's why they're there. All right. Let me ask this. I, I okay. have no idea what the mayor's talking about here. He says yeah. he <clears throat> wanted to extend a plan uh-huh. to turn schools in an underserved neighborhood right. in the Little Rock School District into, mm-hmm. and I'm quoting him here, yeah. quote, community schools, unquote. That offer wraparound services to the mm-hmm. entire district. Yeah. You okay. want me to explain that to you? Yeah, what is it? This is his plan. He wants to open up schools, okay, from 7 a.m. in the morning to 7 p.m. in the evening. Okay? Schools open for 12 hours. Okay. He wants to offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner mm-hmm. for all the students at the school. He wants them to have regular school classes as well as before school activities and after school activities. In a sense, what he wants to do is he wants to take these schools and make them the parent and home for the child. That's what he wants to do. We're going to take these kids at 7 o'clock in the morning, and we are going to keep them here until 7 p.m. We're going to have these kids for 12 hours. We're going to feed them three meals and we are going to have after-school programs and school programs, as well as um, this, as well as regular school. And we're going to have some guidance counselors here for them, and some coaches. And essentially, what he wants to do is he wants to make the school in these sections of the town, the parent, the church, you know, the guardians, uh, you know, the counselors, um, you know, the mom and dad for these kids. That's what he wants to do. You know, that's 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 the plan. From the womb to the tomb, government, government, right? And he wants to tax you to pay for all this stuff, right? And I mean, you you can't. That's not going to change piss poor personal decision making. I mean, no, absolutely not. It's not going to change it. I mean, you know, I've I've got people that come in and apply for jobs with me, and they'll drive up in a van that's about thirty years old, okay, with 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 the side beat up in it. It's a bondo buggy. Okay, it's being held together with baling wire and scotch tape. They got a donut spare on there that looks like it goes to a Honda Civic, but it's on this minivan. And they're right, the other three tires are Maypops. They come in for the job interview, right? Yes. They're wearing a $300 pair of blue jeans. They got an iPhone 10 that costs $1,000. Okay. They've got their nails done, right? They got their hair done, right? They're coming in for this job interview, right? But the vehicle that brought you there for the job interview barely made it. Okay? <coughs> yeah, I, I, but you're applying for a job. I mean, you, you got money for whiskey and tattoos and marijuana and lottery tickets and to go to the casino, but you can't get your kid three hot meals a day. You know, I, I mean, I, I, you know, so, so the taxpayer is supposed to cover that? I mean, come on, man. Really? All right, well, that's not all you're supposed to cover. Here's the rest. Oh, the rest. There's more of it. The school program. Oh. This mid-year budget amendment. Ooh, mid-year. Closed the golf courses at Little Rock War Memorial and Hindman Park. And Scott put a task force in charge of developing new ideas for the areas. What did they come up with? The recommendations include an indoor sports complex. 
and soccer fields at War Memorial Park, which would be implemented with the new tax, plus a separate task force recommended an expansion of the zoo into War Memorial Park along Fair Park Boulevard with new features that would include a giraffe feeding deck, a new bear habitat, and habitats for red wolves and razorback hogs because red wolves are the mascot for ASU, razorbacks for U of A. He also said this funding could be used for a new senior center, improvements to uh, the Rebsman Tennis Center, and Jim Daly Fitness and Aquatic Center, and a pool at the West Central Community Center. You gotta be kidding! You can't build all of this just with a one percent sales tax increase. He says the sales tax increase is going to bring in fifty million dollars a year. He's got an earmark. Can't for build these all that. Hey, is he going to name that sports complex after Kobe Bryant? No, he's going to name it after himself. I'm sure. Oh, okay, all right. It'll be so, the Scott Sports Center. Can we have a special election in the fall before the regular election to get rid of the mayor? <laughs> I mean, this guy's too ignorant to be in office. Whew. I mean, I mean, he, he really is. Well, I mean, you know, I understand having specifically, you know, vision because without a vision, the people perish. OK, we understand that. However, when you've got other things that are necessities that you can't even meet, you might want to take care of the necessities first. I got a vision for you. OK, fire <laughs> the teachers that don't come to work. Close the school buildings that are more than half empty, mm-hmm. okay? Anything coming out of the mouth of the AEA, ignore, okay? <laughs> Fix the school system, right? Fix the school system, okay? Fund your police department, all right? And then, and then decide you want to, you know, get a new place to play basketball and swim. Oh, yeah, and let's get a little, we need a little bear habitat. I mean, I like the zoo. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I do too, except that I think that it should be businesses that make it happen. There you go. And when you you charge people to get in, Mm -hmm. that money should pay for the zoo to be expanded. Right, right, right. Just like, you know, if you're in Cabot, uh, whoever's using that ball field should pay for it. I don't think the 70-year-old man that doesn't play softball should be paying taxes to play for a ball field he doesn't use. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah, pay your way. I'm all for that. I mean, you know, I, I don't understand the, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take his A&P tax and we'll have a Christmas parade. Well, okay. I mean, you can't have a Christmas parade without an A&P tax. And then you're going to tell me you need more police officers because you can't afford them. Right, but you got a 3% A&P tax. Makes you know. me want to bang my head against the We're going to have this festival. I don't know what we're going to call it. The Winter Festival, the Pumpkin Festival, the Get Down Downtown Festival, the, the Strawberry Festival, the Peach Festival, the Watermelon Festival. We're going to spend A&P tax money on this because this is going to bring in some tourists. Yeah, man, people just standing around in hot For what? springs. One or two days. People just standing around in hot springs in Fayetteville and, and, and Memphis and, and Dallas, Texas and New Orleans, Louisiana saying, oh, my God. We've got to pack up and get to that Strawberry Festival in Cabot. Oh, my God. Get in the car. We got to go. All right. The phone lines are open if you want to to chime in here. 823-0965. 823-0965. Matt Smith is here. If you haven't guessed, 
Let's take a break. We'll be back with more here at 1011 FM, The Answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. All right, back with you. And uh, we had some people who called in and then decided they wanted to call back after we had the break. So lines are open, 8230965, 8230965. Your thoughts on a 1% addition to your sales tax here in Little Rock. And, and we ran through the litany of things that the mayor said he's going to use that $50 million for. $50 so million a year. You, you let us know what you think about it. I mean, a new senior center. Swim pool. A new inside uh, sports complex. Another, not a one, but two swimming pools. Two? I didn't even see that. Yeah, there's one over in the west side oh, as well. So, okay. you, you know, if you want to keep the people in the west side on this, you got to give them one as well. Uh, the whole thing of changing how they're going to do the school system, the schools so that they're going to be open, as you heard what uh, uh, Matt said, open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., offering uh, breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner, and taking care of uh, the kids until 7 o'clock at night. So let's let's go hear what you have to say about this. So we've got, we've got David in Little Rock. David, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, Doc. Hey, how y'all doing? I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, Dave, how y'all doing? That's all right. Hey, uh, I got a question. My question, well, not really a question. It's just this guy, he's got his nose in everything. He wants to be the police commissioner. He wants to be the savior of, uh, hell, I don't know, the world, I guess. I think he's drinking the same Kool-Aid that they're drinking up there, Adam Schiff and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nancy Nadler Pelosi. and all that groups. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're they're so full of themselves. They think they, they know all, be all. I mean, I can't. I figure the next thing he's going to have is a shrine built to him to where everybody that enters the city has to stop and pay homage to him. He's so damn smart, you know, uh, but yet if you notice everything that he's doing is to benefit him. Let me put my name on this building. Let me do this. Let me do that. You know, uh, if he would just take care of the things that you have to take care of, police, fire, water, sanitation, things like that, and be successful in that, I think that it would go a long way. All right. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Andrew is in Conway. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? We're doing fine. What's up? Um, I work at um, an area over there by the airport or whatever. Uh-huh. And I travel back and forth from Conway to Little Rock every day. And I can honestly say I 100% agree with you. If you're going to raise a tax on anything, the first thing that should go towards is the police department. I will not, never have I ever went to work without my concealed weapon with me. There's only one reason why. I got you. I understand. In my opinion, and before I have a park or a pool or a playground or anything, I'd rather have safety. Because you can't go to any one of those places and feel safe. Well, Andrew, here's the key, and, and I appreciate your call, and it's something that I have mentioned low for 20 years that yeah. I've been here. Go is, ahead. Is this. <clears throat> When you budget for your city, the first thing you do is make sure you budget enough money for your police. Thank you. Your fire. Thank you. Your EMTs and all of that. First responders. Then 
everything else comes. See, Andrew is driving from Conway to Little Rock Airport to go to work, and he takes his gun because he doesn't feel safe. That's right. Now, he's not the only one. And I haven't even touched base on the fact that they fired the, the policeman. He had to go to court. Then they got reinstated. And then they had to go back to court to force him to let him court. in. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even I, – when I, I read this thing this morning about the 1% sales tax and the $50 million a year going to these frivolous things. When I first read that, I thought maybe my wife had drugged me and put drugs in my coffee because I read, I, I read that list of stuff. I'm like, this dude wants a train, man. He wants a train. Well, okay. he's not the only one. I he mean, wants a train. Judge Buddy Valines wanted that. Oh, man. He was talking so, about that all the time, too. And, and that got me to the point that I, 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 it, the, the whole thing with firing the policeman totally left my mind. And I don't know what you're supposed to do. I'm sorry the guy died, okay? I get that. But the guy was a convicted felon. He did have a gun, and he was driving a stolen car. Now, I understand the guy's family didn't want the guy shot, and I get that. But the police said, stop, get out of the car. So stop and get out of the car. Or better yet, don't steal the car. Or better yet, don't, don't try carry, to run over the cop. Or better yet, don't carry a gun if you're a convicted felon, and it's against the law for you to carry a gun. Yep. So you, you're a convicted felon with a gun, driving a stolen car, and you try to run over the police officer, and you get shot. And the woman who was riding with you... He's jumping out of the car saying, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. <laughs> Obviously, she was scared of you because you're crazy. Yeah. So, and, 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 and Andrew, and <laughs> I agree with you, Andrew. Yeah. I understand why you have a concealed carry permit and why you carry your weapon with you from Conway to the airport. I get it. And I understand why he says, before I want a pool or before I want a park or whatever, I want safety. Right. Solve the crime problem. That's what the government is supposed to do first and for, uh, foremost is to make your community safe. You think anybody that is in some of these dangerous neighborhoods is sitting around there thinking, man, we need a new library. Wish we got a new, got a new, we need a new city park. Man, you they know? don't, they, they'd like to see a new library. They'd just be scared to try to walk to That's it. That's my point. That's who needs help. Those That's areas exactly of right. the city. Absolutely. That's what you should be working on, that particular thing. And I agree with what Lance Hines said. It sounds like a chicken in every pot and something for everybody. That's exactly what it what it came off as. A lot of promises. A lot of promises. Yeah. And that's a lot of money, 1%. Well, if they got the money, they'll figure out how to spend oh, they'll, it. Of course. Matt, they'll figure how out how to years? spend it. How many years? Even going to put a sunset on this thing, or we're just going to let it ride if we can get it passed? Is that that 1% thing ride? Yeah, well, they. I didn't see any sunset clause on yep, it. Yep. It goes in and stays there forever, <laughs> there and then go. somewhere you've already you've spent all the money, you've got money that you got to you know keep all this stuff up, then they'll come back and ask you for another half cent or another full cent for your sales tax at another five ten years down the line yeah yeah but i've never heard a mayor i've never heard anybody run for mayor and say hey i want to be a mayor now my number one goal is not to raise your sales tax i'm gonna live oh no you never my hear means, that right it's just like right now on the democrat side i haven't heard one person say you know all this stuff people are saying we're going to give away free we can't afford that we can't make it happen it's not going to happen so let me tell you the truth here's what we really need to do oh no no i 
I, I don't know how like that 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 Max Maxine. Um, oh, Waters. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, so Trump's got a couple new plans, which I I think are cool. And like I've told you before, he shoots his mouth off a lot, and some of the things he says I do find offensive. And if I was just like sitting down at my local watering hole and some dude there said some stuff Trump said, I'd punch the dude in the mouth. I, Trump has like no tact at all. Okay, and he shoots his mouth off a lot, and and so I get that. He's right? from New York, <laughs> right? Right. They, okay. That's how they are. So he says a lot of stuff that upsets me, but he has solid business plans that I like. He's got two things going on right now. One thing he's got going on is this universal savings plan where anybody in the country could save up to $10,000 a year and take it as a tax deduction. And if you get interest from your savings account, you don't have to pay tax on it. Now, that's the law in the United Kingdom. They're doing that in Canada. France is doing it, right? That's a good idea. They want so, people to save some money. Right. So so you can save ten grand a year. You can take a tax deduction for saving it, and you don't have to pay taxes on the interest. Universal saving plan. That's great. It would encourage people to save for college, save for retirement, you know, save for their kids, whatever, right? That's a great plan. I love that plan. Maxine's against it. Okay. Of course she is. <laughs> and then you got this thing with the banks, right? You know, they had this law passed in the 1970s, which made sense, where banks had to invest in local communities. And one of the ways that banks proved that they were investing in local communities is they opened up branch offices in these local communities. In the right? communities. So you could prove you were there and you were trying to originate loans in these communities, right? Now what banks are trying to do is just say, look, we don't want to open these branches up. We would like to be able to originate credit cards. And, and car loans and things like that to prove that we are banking and serving serving as bankers for these local communities. That we're not redlining. She's know. against it. She's against it. Why? What did she, did she say? <laughs> of course she doesn't. But but here's the thing, though, man. People bank online now. Yes, People don't go do. to branches, man. So, I mean, you don't really have to build all these bank, bank branches to serve a community That's anymore. That's correct. That's most why you people, see a lot of empty buildings around. Most people are banking online. So, you know, something that was written, I think, in 1972, it may have made sense in 72 to require banks to locate branches in certain sections of mm-hmm. a community or a town, right? It doesn't make sense anymore. And so all the banks want to do is just offer stop, services, stop building the branches yeah. and be able to offer credit card loans and home loans to people online. To serve the community. And that's where the business is done. All right. Let's She's go back it. to let's well, of course she is. Let's go back to the phones. Who we got? Robert? Is that who's there? Okay, Robert, how are you? Well, I'm I'm confused. You guys are making so much sense it's scaring me. <laughs> I, I do want to uh, plant tongue firmly in cheek and take one exception. Okay. And that is the train needs to go to the airport and Conway so that previous caller can carry his concealed uh, on a train rather than having to sit in traffic <laughs> okay. for it if he needs it. Okay. I might be able to go along with it. I'm just saying, why build it from downtown to the airport? How many people do you really believe are going to drive downtown? And thank you for your call. Park your car. Get on the train and, and ride it to the airport. That's how how far is it? Six miles? Come on, man. I mean as a crow flies, is that with, five but with miles? Lyft and Uber now. He wants to he wants the train to go out west for some reason too, which doesn't make any sense to me. No. I don't yeah, get it. They want to run when when the lines was pushed to this, it was they wanted the train to go all the way to Conway and then all the way down to Benton. And they thought that people would would 
take this train from Conway to Little Rock because it's as if Little Rock was this huge shopping mecca that they couldn't Dude. get what they wanted in Conway. Dude, really? What's that's so that, crazy. That's all Before I could figure out. Before they get out. this train built, we'll have self-driving cars, man. Yeah, I Come on. agree with this that. This is like the high-speed rail in California, man. It's a joke. Yes. It's a joke. Yeah, and it ain't going to get built either. Are you kidding me? It's many, not going to get built. How many billions of dollars in this high-speed rail and the trains are slower than ever? Freight trains, man, in California. I got you. All right, we've got to get a break in. It is 13 minutes. Till 3 o'clock, uh, you want to chime in here? Let me give you a phone number, 823-0965, 823-0965. Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, uh, the answer, home of the Rush Limbaugh Show. All right, so no. a 1% sales tax. Okay. First of all, the vote will come this fall, oh, not November. Yeah, no in a presidential election I'm surprised year, they the didn't say it I'm surprised they didn't say it so I'm I'm going to uh take the uh, the tack that they are wanting to have this as a special election yeah yeah that way they can control a lot of the people that they know won't come out for a special election but they'll be there to vote in the presidential election that's going to happen in November Let's just run through some of the things that the um, mayor says they're going to get here. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Charlie Blake, the mayor's chief of staff, said the administration hopes to put the question to voters before the fall. Before the fall. He said the mayor's team plans to first engage the community and ask voters how they want the money to be spent. Quote, we want the people to tell us what they want, unquote. That tells me you don't have a plan. I'm just saying. That tells I want me the money to stay in my pocket, yeah. not go to the city. What are they going to say when people say that? Don't raise the tax. Uh, Carpenter, let's see, what do we got here? For the sales tax proposal <clears throat> to be put on the ballot, Little Rock Board of Directors must first pass an ordinance allowing the question to be put to voters, said City Attorney Tom Carpenter. Carpenter said it's often helpful for sales tax proposals to use general language to account for changes over time. For instance, if a tax is in effect for a a decade, the city is inbound to spending money on outdated technology, saying operations and capital gives you flexibility. In other words, you can pull the wool over the people's eyes. That's exactly what he's saying. A mid-year budget amendment closed the golf course at Little Rock's War Memorial in Hindman Park. Scott put a task force in charge and said those recommendations from the task force include an indoor sports complex and soccer fields at War Memorial, uh, and those would be implemented with the new tax. A separate task force recommended an expansion of the zoo into War Memorial Park along Fair Park Boulevard, with new features that would include a giraffe feeding deck, a new bear habitat, and habitats for the red wolves and the razorback hogs, of course, because they are the mascots of ASU and U of A. Scott also said funding could be used for a new senior center, improvements to the Rebsman Tennis Center, and the Jim Daly Fitness and Aquatic Center and a pool at the West Central Community Center. 
Uh, Ward City Director Kathy Webb said she was, quote, excited. Okay, she was excited about the things we could do with the extra penny, especially about Scott's proposals relating to education. Scott said he wanted to extend a plan to turn schools in underserved neighborhoods and the Little Rock School District into community schools that offer wraparound services uh, to the entire district. Now, what does an under what does underserved mean? Does that mean there's there's fewer students there? Is that what that means? And so they're underserved. If that's the case, then I'm like Matt. At that point, you got to move those students to another school, or well, move <clears throat> students from two underperforming schools into one that you can make into a performing school. Yeah, he's talking yeah, he's talking about uh you know their performance on test scores and you know there were there were six schools I believe in the Little Rock School District that were <clears throat> um underachieving. They were failing. Okay, they were underachieving. Yeah, yeah. And that is why that is why the not um, underserved, underachieving. Underserved is his terms. He, yeah. he his his that's his, a different that that means something totally different right. than underachieving. Right, right. Like like, uh, like you know, um, instead of just saying we gonna kill them, we use the word abortion. But anyway, it's not a different subject. Okay, okay, right, okay, different subject. But it's the same thing. He is saying, he is saying that they're they're underserved because he is saying those schools are failing because government's not doing enough. And these are probably the six schools. The reason that five years ago, the reason the Little Rock School District was taken over by the state of Arkansas is I believe there were six schools specifically that had failed to reach the criteria the requirements of the kids, right? right? And so they had failed many years in a row, and that's why the state took over the district, six locations specifically. I think those, as well as some others, has, has made his list, and these are the schools he wants this 12-hour day in. Okay, I thought that's what Big Brother and Big Sister buildings were for. Like I said, man, he wants the public school to be the church, the community center, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, the parents, in effect. Okay, and so he's saying that the the students in these specific schools are not performing on these academic measurements, like these tests that the fourth graders and eighth graders have to take, because they're underserved. Okay, yeah, I I gotta <clears throat> ask this question, and I think it's okay. a, I think it's a legitimate Go ahead. one. What does it say about your citizenry in these areas? Okay. If you've got to have schools that feed breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and, uh, you know, take these kids and tutor them in the Mm -hmm. evening to do their homework Mm -hmm. and keep them at these schools for that, that is much better place for them to be than at home. What does that say about your citizenry? That the crap? I mean, seriously. That they shouldn't be parents? I mean, I, <clears throat> I forget what the number was, but... God, that's just scary uh, right, when you right, think about right, it. Right. I think the Little Rock School District spends seventeen grand a year per student. Yeah, with, more than anybody, anybody else in the state. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then when you look at the schools that have the top achievement scores, like you look at the schools that have the... The most kids that are National Merit Scholars, the most kids that have the high SAT scores, the most kids that are going to mm-hmm. college, the schools that have the most of that spend about a third per, of that per student, about six grand per student. Okay, so Scott went so on. So you're getting three times the money per kid, and the results are crap. 
three times crappier. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, like, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right, so when we come back. It's not about the money, man. This is about something that that the the mayor wants to do over the next 10 years in 20, this, this 2020 plan. He also has a 2030 plan that we'll talk about. Oh, when we come back, yeah, he's got the future even all more. mapped out for you. Yeah, even there's more. even more. All right, it's the Dave Ellswick Show. Phone lines open, 823-0965, 823-0965. Get you involved in the talk and what you think about what the mayor is saying. I mean, I, I'm not going to harp on the guy and say he doesn't have a vision. I just don't think you can afford it. And I think he's got his vision is out of line with what you should really be zeroing in on. We'll talk about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM with Matt Smith and Rush Limbaugh. Pretty good. Yeah. Forty four seventy six. I see. Okay. Don't use a lot of water. Yeah. Maybe I should start bathing more than every other day. What yeah. do you think? Uh, okay. Well, you know. <laughs> I noticed it was a little ripe here in the studio. I thought, well, you know, maybe he'd bathe because it was Friday. All right. You know. To finish up on. Oh no. The the mayor here. More bad news. Let's just go and finish more bad up news. with the mayor. Odian. This, this story. I got to get to my uh, the story on it here. I got Tell it. me about the next ten years. Okay. Yeah, he wants a a oh, twenty boy. a twenty thirty uh, program, <clears throat> and I got to find the story now. I lost the story oh, here. Boy. Where'd it go? They. Uh, what do you think, Zach? You think that they went in and and, and hacked it? You know, hacked my phone, took the story off. I can't see it. Well, you mentioned the water bill, so now yeah. you'll now now in your news feed, water will show up. Okay, but I'm looking. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at it, and okay. it was a 2030 plan. The 2030 he, plan. He was putting together a person who was going to be the city equity person, so oh, that we okay. have great diversity and multiculturalism 
here in Little Rock. I always, I already thought we had that diversity and multicultural. There, yeah, at least twenty five percent of uh, business, I guess, is to be done by women and uh, and businesses of color. Really, that's what they're saying. That's, that was that's, the point. That's his plan. Okay. Well, I I never got to that because you know after the one percent sales tax for mulch in a swimming pool, he lost train, you there, didn't he? I was I was done. I never even got to the other part. They, I mean, lost, I was, they lost you. Right I was already there. something's already wrong with this dude now because he wants to tax us to build a train, get some mm-hmm. mulch, and build a swimming pool. I mean, I I you know I never even got to the diversity multiculturalism. So they're they, they're accepting applications for that. They're going to give somebody a job. Yeah. Oh, we're going to pay somebody a salary. Yes. To be in charge to of make diversity sure that and we're multicultural. Multicultural. But I thought we was just supposed to be Americans. I thought that was kind of the goal. Like we were going to be Americans, and you know, baseball mom, apple pie. Yeah, you know, that's what they say. Speak English. We're going to be Americans. You know, I I okay so. So get ready. I, I like America. Ten, kind of ten years a, down the road now, I guess you know, he's expecting to be the uh, mayor for that time as well. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, all right. Well, he's, That's what I'm wondering. I knew we had enough money to hire us a, a, a local person to be the school czar because he's put somebody, you know, he's gotten involved in the school system. He's put somebody in charge of the of that and he's hired somebody for that position he's paying them a salary but i didn't know we needed a director of diversity or whatever yeah well they say that wonder what they're gonna pay that guy i mean you know i have no idea what that man and woman's gonna make pay pay that person i mean you know it's gonna be a lot more than what we're thinking that we want to pay yeah i guess yeah they'll they'll come up with something they always want to add to the taxpayer burden you know yeah I always want to want to add to that, you know. Whichever you know, I'm just wondering what folks think about all of this. Eight two three zero nine six five. Somebody called in and said, "Why is he asking for people to call in?" Well, I'm. I we've told you what the mayor is saying for this one percent sales tax that he wants to put exactly. into effect. Uh, what he says they're going to do with that one percent sales tax, and I'm just wondering: is this the way you want the city? to be run do you like that or or do you think that perhaps we should use the money we already have to take care of things that he wants to build extra i mean you i just don't think it's the city's responsibility to build senior centers never have at all there's there you know the cost to go out and and work out anymore at any of the, you know, the places that have been built is not all that expensive. I don't know why you couldn't just go to a local gym, go to the YMCA. I mean, I don't know if we're going to have the school open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Why the kids couldn't use the gym there as opposed to needing to build yeah, a sports some, complex for the play kids. Play some basketball I mean, or whatever there. You're going to have know, the school open to. from, you know, Volleyball. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., right? I mean, can't the kids use that gym? I mean, they need we need another sports gym built. Yeah, the senior center would be for people that are senior citizens, I guess, over 65 years of age for the most part. And I've, you know, we got a really nice one there in Cabot, and I tried to use it for a while. Uh, But the bottom line, 
I just went back to using the gym equipment that I had in my own garage. Okay. Because I got tired of trying to beat through the the Cabot traffic because the people who laid out the streets in Cabot must have been on acid or something. I could believe possibly. I mean, I don't know why you need to build a community center with tax dollars that has a gym in it. When we had three or four gyms already, we had 10 Fitness. Yes. The one that was right by your theater yes. and now is empty yes. because they couldn't continue to stay in business against right. the government. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the government doesn't need to be in the gym business. They're not supposed to be. No. If if you uh, if you feel like you need to provide some kind of health benefit for your city employees or your citizens, why don't you pay a gym membership for people that go on a consistent basis if they're citizens of your town? To a local business. Yeah. Even when people stop going, stop paying the gym membership. Yeah. I bet you uh, 10 Fitness, it's 10 bucks a month, right? Yeah. It's it's a little bit erroneous the way they present it, but that's okay. Okay. I bet you if the city was paying for people, they'd let those people get in for 5 bucks a month. Yeah, you could probably work a deal with them. Yeah, I bet if you. If they knew there'd be X amount of people yeah, that would come. I bet that'd be a whole lot less expensive than taking the money it costs to build a community center. How many millions of dollars is a community center? A lot. Yeah. They took they dug a hole in the ground uh, for $6.5 million in Sarsi and called it a community swimming pool. Last year, it lost $1,000 a day while it was open. And it's going to be self-supporting, though. going to be self-supporting, they said. doesn't sound like it to me. They spent $6.5 million building this swimming pool, and then last year, it lost $365,000 while it was open. $1,000 a day, they set on fire running this place. But supposedly, the fees coming in is going to make it self-sufficient, right? Yeah. But uh, what the Einsteins never say is even if you took in enough fees— to actually pay the uh, electric bill, water bill, gas bill, cable bill, phone bill, advertising. it costs to run and staff, a facility. Insurance and staff. Yes. If you took in enough money to pay for all that, right? What about paying the city back the $6.5 million that it spent on the swimming pool? And I don't know a conservative interest rate of, say, 5%. You're going to take in enough fees to do that? Of course you're not. So it's never going to be self-sufficient because even if it could pay its bills one year on fees, it's never going to pay back $6.5 million at 5% to the city. So, again, $6.5 million for a hole in the ground. Yeah. Well, you know, they've got the facility in Cabot, and they've got the swimming pool there. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, high school swim team – does your practices there, and okay. they do their their meets there. And, Don't y'all and have whatnot. a taxpayer paid for water park in Cabot? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. That, that's out there on that you know two eighty one or whatever. <sighs> yeah, water park. They that's, built that out there. That's good. That's what like tax, I, taxpayers. I, I've to gone be in out the, and looked at it. I haven't used it. Taxpayers supposed to be in the water slide. If business? I you know if I put my swimming trunks and went running around a water park, they'd be calling to. Taxpayer is supposed They'd to be, be in the calling water park the police business? and telling them to come out and arrest the old man that is totally wrinkled to get right. out of their but swimming. Let me, let me see if I got this straight. The 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 streets is so screwed up in the city that you think the person that laid the streets out is on acid. Mm-hmm. But you got money for a water slide in the water park. Hmm. Okay, streets aren't fixed, but you got money for a water slide in the water park. I'm just just wondering where your priorities are. I think every I think everybody understands. Uh huh. You don't want to come down 89 through downtown Cabot anytime well, it, between 4 and 
six thirty or seven o'clock. If everybody understands that, why are we building a community center That's a, a good water question. park instead of fixing the streets? Because people are not engaged in their local. Uh, but you know, they people. know what Trump said today on Twitter. Yeah, they don't know what's going on in the city government. Right. I mean, I mean, I tell you something. If you're walking around there in town, city council got their hand in your pocket. Yeah, okay? they you do. got their hand in your pocket. When you roll through the drive, they got their hand bill, in both your pockets. Taking three percent for that A and P tax, so you can have that awesome, cool strawberry festival and a Christmas parade that's going to bring in all these tourists. Yeah, buddy. Woo! About a thirty thousand dollar ball to drop on New Year's Eve in Cersei at the White County Square. Did they really? Thirty thousand dollar ball that lights up, so they can drop a ball at the courthouse square in Cersei. Like to do in Times Square. We're going to be in a big time. Be the only city in the state of Arkansas got a ball drop. Woo! Is, it, is it made with crystal? Just I like know. in New York? It's 30 grand. Somebody got the 30 grand. Did, but, they, did they pay it with taxpayer money or did yes. somebody, did a yes. business yes. decide to do it? Yes. Yes. It was taxpayers' money. Okay. Yes. And they're because they couldn't, ball. they had to figure out how to spend <clears throat> the extra money they had. Going to drop a ball and all these tourists are supposedly going to come. To Cersei, Arkansas, population 20,000, on New Year's Eve to watch a ball dropping in Courthouse Square and understand something now. This is a dry city in a dry county. So what was the... Uh, People that don't even drink Yeah, what was what have was, a drink on New Year's. What was the population of Cersei on New Year's Eve, 20,002? <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, man. <laughs> so frivolous. They spent $20,000 of taxpayer money on a get-down downtown. So why do they care it's not their money? Twenty thousand dollars on a taxpayer. It's not their money. Twenty thousand of the taxpayers' money. Just saying, it's not their money. On the get down downtown festival, so that they could have some entertainment. Is that what they called it? Get down downtown. All right. Get down downtown on a courthouse square. They spent twenty grand on this festival to bring in some bands. Now I'm all for having you a festival downtown. I'm all for bringing in some bands. Just sell enough tickets to pay for it. You know that's almost sell a ticket. That's almost as good as Conway and their fantastic Christmas tree that they had downtown. Christmas tree. The okay. Tab Tab Townsell was the mayor, and they were doing that. What they do? And I don't even know if that 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 uh, fake tree that they put up did it. Somebody from Conway called me. Did did it ever work co- correctly? What it cost? Uh, seems like it was like a hundred thousand. Oh, yeah, it was. You kidding me, man? No, it was expensive. Somebody correct me. A hundred grand on a Christmas tree. It's been a few years now. Oh my god! Uh, Give me a call eight two three zero nine six five. What was the cost of the Christmas tree and how much? Yeah, Conway, man. hundred grand. No ice skating. Sorry. Oh man. There was no no ice skating around. Killing me with this one. But you know they had they had some. Fake Christmas tree that they so put it, up. So I get what are they lighted up at Thanksgiving? So they spent a hundred grand to have this Christmas tree downtown six weeks out of the year. I guess, yeah. Man, that's I remember how dumb. crazy it was. That's just dumb. Is this clown still the mayor? No. Okay. No, he's he he's voted. Out? He's moved on to some other governmental agency uh, so he can spend even more money. In well, you know, you know, it's the law, ways. and I don't know if you know this or not, but you know, it's the law that. You know, if somebody is the mayor in your city, and you may not know this, but this is the law they got on the books in Arkansas. If someone is the mayor of your city for 10 years, when they retire from being the mayor, they draw their full salary the rest of their life. I've been corrected. Okay. The um, 
It took them three years to get the Christmas tree rewired correctly so that it worked. Okay. And it cost $130,000. Oh, my God. And they've got a Christmas tree and and a Ferris wheel. They got a $130,000 Christmas tree. They spent all of that money on it. $130,000 Christmas tree. That's correct. And a Ferris wheel. Was this guy mayor for 10 years? He was there for a long time. Because he's still drawing his salary. In Arkansas, if you can stay the mayor in a city and rip off and rob the taxpayer for 10 years, you can retire from being the mayor. And rip them off for the rest of your life. You draw your mayor's salary for the rest of your life. So, like, right now, the citizens of Searcy are so ignorant, they're paying the current mayor in Searcy, the mayor before him in Searcy. Because he was there for 10 years? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. The the mayor before that in Searcy, the mayor before that in Searcy, wow. and another mayor from the seventies. So six mayors are paying. Yeah, yeah. Sir, the city, the citizens of Searcy pay full mayor salaries to half a dozen people right now. Wow. And there's probably a lot of cities in the state that do that. That and do that. People and don't, don't know. even know. Citizens don't know. If you're the mayor of a city in Arkansas for ten years, you can retire from being the mayor and draw your full mayor salary for the rest of your life. Man, I should have run for mayor a long time yeah. ago. So, I mean, not only can you rip off and rob the taxpayer for a decade, you can do it for as long as you live if you can successfully convince him to keep you in office for 10 years. All right, we got a phone caller down in uh, Bryant. Ken, how are you? Hi, Dave. What's up? Hey, uh, you still talking about this Little Rock mayor wanting to raise what the city sales tax 1%? Yes. Yeah. Well, I don't live in Little Rock, and there's a reason why right there. Um, <laughs> <and> you, <laughs> he knows good point robbed. that's good he point. knows well if you look at the cities around little rock that are growing and people getting out of little rock one reason because of the crime yep you should be bringing businesses in to little rock not scaring them away mm-hmm. putting people to work not giving them a handout and this guy sounds like most liberal democrats it's all about government government's the answer we can solve everything with more government, more money. Well, that's very but true, to you about guys Scott. Just now, on the way home, all this stupid spending they do, and they never recover the money they spent. I mean, they never get the money back. Nope, not at all. So, it's, so uh, I mean, uh, I guess if, it's, it's, it's stupid and frustrating. Like you said, people are that ignorant, and most of them, I think, are ignorant on purpose. They don't want to, don't care. They just want their hand out. That's a, it's just ridiculous. It's valid point. Yeah, you, Ken, we're with you. We understand what you're saying. And uh, let's see. Tab Townsville is now head of Metro Plan, Central Arkansas's uh, planning development organization. I wonder how long that dude was the mayor, though. I wonder if he hung around, you know, sucking the He was the there blood, for a long time. I don't know if he made 10 like, years, but like, he was around for a long time. Sucking the blood like a vampire the neck of the taxpayer at Conway. <laughs> He bled him out for 10 years, and now while he's working at Metro Plan, he can draw his mayor retirement. And guess what? If he's on Metro Plan, I bet he's all for Scott building a train. Oh, don't you know? Let's build this train, Scott. Let's build this train. Metro Plan was all about it back when Buddy Belines wanted to build it. Get this train. We need some more trains and some more buses. That's the one thing I'll say. I never heard Stodola say that he wanted a train. Now, he wanted a lot of stuff. Don't get me wrong. He was as bad as the rest of them, but I don't remember him getting on, you know, the, the train. The train? Yeah, I don't remember him Buy jumping me a on board. Lord, put me on a train. There you go.
Yeah. No matter where I go, I walk in the rain. All right. We're going to take a break. Frank Scott, I'm missing you. We're going to come back and finish it up here on the Dave Ellswick Show with Matt Smith. Okay. We get one more caller here for this half hour. And uh, who we got here? We've got uh, out driving right now. Is who? Brian? Yes. How are you doing, Dave? I'm doing all right. What's up? Well, you know, I'm concerned about this one-cent sales tax proposal because um, we're already at 9%. And when you start buying automobiles and big-ticket items, it gets kind of ridiculous on the little guy. Mm -hmm. But let's put this into perspective. Um, That would be a 66% increase over the present penny-and-a-half sales tax. That's our take out of that. And uh, put that in the context of the Little Rock Zoo wants a 1% sales tax so that they can fund 90 to $100 million worth of zoo improvements that include taking over half the golf course that the mayor closed and branching out across I-630. I don't know if they're going to build a big tunnel or something. And uh, then you add to that the $6.88 increase in our garbage collection fees every month. Then you add that to uh, the fact that our energy bills are going to go up about 4 bucks a month because of a federal... Uh, tax uh, break that's going to uh, end. And then uh, the $0.03 cent and $0.06 cent, uh, gasoline and diesel fuel tax per gallon uh, that has uh, begun, respectively. Um, you know, this is just kind of ridiculous. So that would be a 133% uh, or 132% increase in the city sales tax take if all that passed. For some really dubious projects, this uh, wrapping our arms around some underprivileged school, hiring uh, school czars uh, to uh, oversee the school system. Uh, These are just, you know, dubious little projects. What we need to do is fix our streets. We need to solve our crime problems. That would make the place more attractive. Uh, West Rock Coffee just bought a big uh, coffee outfit out of North Carolina for, I think, about $400 million. Yes. And they're going to make... Little Rock, their national headquarters. So apparently, we don't need a fancy zoo with these sad little animals in it, and uh, we don't need all this other stuff uh, to have success in uh, in getting targeted industries in Little Rock. All right, now, Brian, Brian, I've I've got a I got to run. I'm sorry, I'm up against the news, and I got to do that. Matt's on his way right. out. By the way, Tab Townsville, 15 years as mayor of Ooh, conway you are still paying him a full mayor's salary people at conway got his hand in your pocket till he dies all right here's the news back with you after the news all right back with you and uh, brian i'm sorry that i had to let you go but we're right we were right up against news if you want to call back i'll, I'll let you finish up what you were saying because you're you know you're you're making a lot of sense to be honest uh about what was uh what was going down but I'm, I'm just saying this, the additional penny is supposed to help fund new recreation facilities at cities' parks, expansion and new exhibits at the zoo, as well as public safety improvements, didn't get into the specifics of it, an economic development fund to recruit new businesses, and universal early childhood education. Uh, quote, we need you to invest in a bold plan for our future, said Scott. A uh, single penny will further lift Little Rock. 
Little Rock sales tax rate is currently 9%, with 6.5% going to the state, 1.5% going to the city, and 1% going to the county. The mayor's chief of staff, that's Charles Blake, said the administration hopes to make its pitch to voters before the fall and is planning to engage the community to see what residents want the money to be used for. I thought they already knew what they wanted to use the money for. That that should worry everybody when they want to go out and they're going to do a dog and pony show and tell you that what you tell them is going to make a difference in what they already want to do. Uh, that, uh, that's, 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 that's scary. I'm going to get Brian on here in just a moment because he was making some really big sense, to say the least. And, uh, you know, they, they want to have a, a giraffe feeding platform. They want to have a red wolf uh, display. They want to have a razorback display because don't you know the reason you want to do that is because of uh, the razorbacks and the mascot of uh, U of A and the red wolves for ASU. So they want to put those in there and uh, they want to take this into uh, the old, the old war Memorial park over there and uh, take up that uh, area uh, for the zoo, how much of it, I don't know. And I don't think that's really been talked about. Go ahead and bring Brian up again. Brian had been talking to us before the news. I want to bring him back. It sounded like he had a few more things that he wanted to, to talk about. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, Dave. Thanks for the invite back. Sure. And I'm sorry. I was kind of a motor mouth there, but it's just been on my mind today. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm calling this whole zoo proposal millions for monkeys because, it, you know, it, it makes no freaking sense at all. Yeah. Um, zoos are kind of a dying institution. Now, what does the zoo represent to us? It's an entertainment venue. Now, granted, it makes money for the city. But I'm kind of been joking that if the city wants to be in the entertainment business, there are a lot better ways to be in the entertainment business, a lot more profitable ways. And one of them I'm thinking of, like, you know, let's turn City Hall into a casino and put a medical marijuana dispensary and a Chick-fil-A <laughs> drive through in the back of the building, right there off the heart. Yeah. We would make bazillions. Yeah, you're right. You're uh, exactly you know, right. So the reason we can't trust this mayor with our sales tax money is because look what he does right after he gets in office. He closes down two of the most popular golf courses in Little Rock. Now, you know, I don't get to play as much as I'd like to, but, you know, it was nice to be able to walk over there and play. It's a beautiful green space in the middle of town. So what are we going to do? We're going to put up some more swing sets, uh, you know, move a zoo exhibit over there, tunnel under I-630, and, you know, but there's nothing over on the other side but a graveyard between 12th Street and, uh, uh, and I-630 if you go on the other side over there and some churches and a hotel. I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to do anything that way. Yeah, there's nothing there's nothing over in that part of the city unless they're going to condemn a whole lot of houses. Yeah, well, that that might be a plan, but you know, there's some poor folks that are going to get upset about that. Yeah, they will be. And, Absolutely. Uh, but, but yeah, you I, know, where does reaching into our pockets? It's got to stop. I agree with you, and I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. I'm going to let you go now, and because uh, you had some different things, that, additional things you wanted to say, but you know. 
fifty million dollars a year. That's what they're saying that this will draw. Now, will it or won't it? That's always the question because if people can buy things cheaper somewhere else, many times they'll go where it's cheaper. But I will say it's getting to the point now that no matter where you go, whether it's Little Rock or North Little Rock or Bryant or Benton or Jacksonville or Cabot or Valonia or Conway. I mean, I mean I'm just, just trying to, to make that circle around uh, Little Rock. Everybody's sales tax is through the roof. I mean, through the roof. And uh, so there's almost to the point where there's no escaping uh, this stuff. And who wants more? As you just heard, Brian was talking, the zoo would like to have a specific tax uh, passed to just benefit them. And if it's 1%, then that's looking $50 million a year. Man, we should have the San Diego Zoo here at Little Rock at that point. Man, I'm just saying. I mean, how did, how are other cities doing this besides taxing the shorts off of their their people? There's got to be other ways that they're doing it. Now, I know that I've been to Memphis several times. They got a nice zoo. I mean, I like zoos. They got a nice one, and they bring in special exhibits from all over the world, but they're sponsored by, like, uh, UPS and people like that, big businesses over and around the uh, Memphis area. Do we not have businesses that will do that here uh, in Little Rock? You know, just my, I'm just questioning. I'm just, a, I'm, I'm just asking questions now. And, and I think that that's something you got to start th- thinking out of the box about this because the taxpayers' pockets are being assaulted too much as it is. You can't just keep going in and saying, I just need a penny here and a penny, a penny there. Those pennies add up. You think about that. Uh, they're going to be close to 10%. And each penny is worth $50 million. That means you got uh, $500 million, half a billion dollars in just sales tax a year. Now, it's going to all kinds of different places. I have to question if it's going to the right places at times. I mean, I think the county could use a little extra money to take care of uh, having enough uh, county uh, deputies and having your sheriff so that they can cover, you know, the uh, Pulaski County area and keep the people safe in the county. I mean, that's the same way with, you know, Saline County and Faulkner County and Lone Oak County and all the rest of them. They're probably, I'll be honest with you, many of the uh, quorum courts are much more uh strict on their budgets than what the cities are. There's no doubt about that. And the and the state government gets six and a half percent of the sales tax here in Little Rock. There's some thought that needs to go into how much do you want your what 
and how much do you want your government to do? I've always said, I want my government to make sure we got a good, a good police department, good fire department. You know, you got your EMTs to go out, things get bad or whatever. You're going to pay for your trash collection. That's something else that you're going to pay for. Same thing with your water. But those first few things that I talked for, the things that are supposed to be the main jobs that a city government does, which is, you know, protect their citizens, that should be budgeted for first out of the budget. You got X amount of dollars. Take out whatever is necessary that you decide. Don't come back to me and say you need a 1% or a half a percent or a quarter penny or whatever because we got to build this and we got to do that. No, take the money out that you need out of all the money that's in the pot so that you can take care of the main issues you're supposed to take care of. This is the way I... I do my house this way. I'm going to assume a lot of other people do it the same way. You know, you you, you look at your budget. This is how much money I'm bringing in from my job. This is how much money comes from this. Maybe I get some rental homes or whatever. And, and I got this, this pot of money. And now the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pay for all the important things. I'm going to pay my house payment. I'm going to pay my car payment. I got to pay the insurance on the car. I got to pay the insurance on the house. And you just go on and you get those things done. I'm going to, I'm, how much I'm going to allocate X amount of dollars for food because I got to feed me. I got to feed my wife. I got to feed my kids. I got to keep the lights on and on and on. And then as you get out from those first big ones, then you decide what you can afford afford like can i afford direct tv can i afford to have uh, alexa can i afford to have this or have that and that's what the cities have got to do you've got to budget for the important stuff and then the other stuff you've got to govern it's easy to go and try to get more money and 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 twist it, uh, the, the citizens' arms, and, and promise them the moon to get them to agree to give you more money. Why don't you take the money you have and govern it correctly and budget it correctly, and maybe you don't have to ask for more money, and you can let your citizens have the money uh, from their paychecks and stuff to make themselves a better life. That's what needs to be done. I get tired of uh, preaching this. I've been preaching this, Zach, for almost 20 years now since I've been here in Little Rock. I mean, I've I've complained against police chiefs that I didn't know very well, ones that I couldn't stand, and ones that I literally had, I thought the world of, Stewart and some of the other guys. And, uh, you know, the the, the county... uh, chief of of the the police out there and things of that nature. But I got to tell you, you've got to budget correctly. If you budget correctly, a lot of this stuff goes away. 
quit trying to build stuff you don't need until you can take care of everything you do need and that your people need. All right, let's take a break. We got more coming. Got another segment here before we get to the top of the hour. Might check in with the Senate in the next half hour. Robert Steinbach might join us around 5 o'clock. We got a lot still to go here on the last afternoon show, the Dave Ellswick Show. Starting Monday, don't forget, I will be on from 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. Then we'll have Gallagher. Then it'll be Rush. And then after Rush, it'll be Hannity. And last but not least, it's Jay Sekulow. All right, so the Senate is uh, awaiting. We're awaiting for them to come back into session. And then it looks like they're going to vote on the impeachment witnesses issue. Uh, Right now, from what we can tell, the Republicans and uh, McConnell have the votes to keep that from happening. And then after that, we'll have to see what happens because they could go directly into voting on the uh, issues of impeachment. There's two things they got to vote on, so we'll have to see. I had uh, someone give me a uh, quick message here. Uh, Tab Baby, speaking about you know Mayor Tab Townsville and Conway, lost the Christmas tree. It was returned to the seller because the lights were fouled up. The company went out of business, and it was lost. The city sent employees someplace like Fort Smith or something and got it out of a semi-trailer. So this thing is turned into a whole other story again. I mean, I remember when we were following this when it was happening. That's uh, been interesting how it's been going down here right now, seeing how things are working out. So we're... Uh, we're interested in what's going on as far as what's happening in the Senate. I'm keeping my eye on that right now. I just got this. It says the last surviving Arkansas-based member of the uh, World War II United States Army Rangers unit to assault the beaches of Normandy, France in 1945 died last evening at the Arkansas State Veterans Home in North Little Rock. Denman Wolf, 98, a retired Army Master Sergeant, passed of natural causes. Wolf was one of the last surviving 40 United States Army Rangers who assaulted the beaches in Normandy. Quote, with the passing of Denman Wolf, we have lost another member of that great generation who was eyewitness to the horrors of World War II and who risked his life to bring it to an end said uh, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. As a 23-year-old private, Mr. Wolf was one of thousands of American soldiers and one of the elite rangers who uh, waited ashore on D-Day to help secure Omaha Beach at Normandy. I am grateful for his service in the liberation of Europe. I am thankful for his life, and I was saddened to learn of his passing. Wolf was assigned to the 5th Ranger Battalion, Company D. That was from Sue Harper, Public Affairs of the Arkansas Department of Veterans Affairs. That just uh, showed up in my mailbox just uh, a moment ago. Now, i got to be honest with you. If you're going to honor somebody, 
instead of it being Kobe Bryant, this guy right here would be somebody to really honor. I mean, this guy that, you know, put his life on hold to go do those things. They sent me a picture of him as well. Yeah, he looks like a ranger. I'm just saying, he lo- he looks like he could chew nails and could spit them out. So, uh, yeah, he looks like a, looks like a ranger. Now, so I'm going to send this to uh, Elizabeth, and uh, I'll put it on my Facebook page so everybody can see it and see his picture. And uh, I hope that, uh, you know, make a, um, a comment on it about this man's fantastic service. 98 years young when he passed away last night. But uh, at the young age of 23 years old, found himself on the beaches of Normandy under a hail of uh, gunfire from German forces up on the ridges there and uh, survived. And survived, uh, I'm sure, tell a lot of people about that day uh, that he was part of as an Army Ranger. So, hoorah. Good for you, my man. All right. Again, I'll send that to... uh, to Elizabeth so that she'll have it. Uh, that story reported by uh, KARK, by the way. I saw it, but was sent to me uh, by uh, another lady. Oh, they got another picture. Just showed up. Picture of him when he was a lot younger out on the troop ship coming home from Europe during the end of World War II. So uh, that's it all came to me from Sue Harper of Public Affairs at the Arkansas Department of Veterans Affairs. Sue, thanks so much. Uh, for letting me know about that. It's great to be able to talk about it. All right, we'll take a break, uh, come back after the news. We'll go uh, to the Senate if they are in session. The vote will be coming up about do we allow witnesses or not. I think that's going to be a not. Uh, Alexander of Tennessee said he would not do it. He would not vote for it. And, and there was only four people that they were questioning, and it was Alexander, Murkowski, Collins, and Romney. Romney and Collins had said that they would vote for witnesses. Now Murkowski of Alaska and Alexander of Tennessee said no. Uh, so the votes are there for when the uh, um, pro tem calls for them to vote on this to deny witnesses and that will uh, throw this directly towards uh, the the vote on uh, the two articles of impeachment then they're going to have to argue about are they going to allow you know people uh, these uh, senators to talk there's a hundred of them and if you do how much time do you give give them Uh, I had heard that it was going to be 10 minutes each that's a thousand minutes you do the math you know, 60 minutes in an hour, divide that into the thousand and it'll tell you how many hours that we're looking at that they're, they're going to have to stand up there and talk. All right, let's get our break in for the news and then we'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hope your week has been a good one. Drive safely as you're heading home and uh, go Kansas City. The Dave Ellswick Show.
starting to move around in the well of the Senate, so uh, they'll be gathering back together because they have to take this crucial vote on the impeachment witnesses. Right now, it's looking as though uh, it's going to go the Republican way with Mitch McConnell, and there'll be enough uh, uh, votes to deny uh, the witnesses, and they can move on to uh, vote on the articles of impeachment. But that's not going to happen until these people have their say. I'm just telling you, they got to all get up there and say something. So all 100 senators are going to say something. And uh, they'll have to decide how long they each get. Uh, The five are all together. They're talking about what's going on in D.C. and in the Senate right now. Let's hear what they're up to. You start to think to yourself, yeah, there's more coming. Bombshells. These are all, no, it, it, it reminds me specifically of what we heard last night from Lamar Alexander when he announced that he would not vote for witnesses. He said, yeah, the Democrats approved their case, but you know what? It, yeah, it's excessive. It's, a, it's not good behavior, but I'm not going to vote for impeachment. You think, what is going on? Have all institutions in the country just gone to hell? Your bombshells are Hail Marys. Juan, don't you destroy the institutions of this country. Oh, yeah. I think, I, don't you dare attack the institutions. I think Donald Emily, Trump's doing a, juror, a good job. So the senators are, are the jurors, and when a juror wants to go home on a Friday night and the judge wants to wrap it up, what, should, what do you think Mitch McConnell should do? Try to get this done this weekend? Uh, well, I think it, it's everyone. It's in everyone's best interest to have this conclude before the Super Bowl. Look, I, th- I think the issue, and to touch upon what you're talking about, is the institution has been already blasted apart by those guys on the Hill. I have never seen such a perversion of due process or procedure in my life. And, you know, I, I go back to what Pelosi said. She called today for the disbarment yeah. of, the, of the White House attorneys. And meanwhile, when she, when she was asked about why bribery was not part of the original articles of impeachment, she said, oh, no, no, I'm not an attorney. And then we had Adam Schiff just now on the floor, not a, a little while ago, that said, oh, the Dershowitz, Dershowitz defense of unconstitutionality. So we have these people literally attacking the notion that the White House is defending the defendant on trial. And they're treating this entire trial, the, the jury, the juror aspect of it, as fact-finding. But wasn't that supposed to be what the House did? Right. So they failed. They apparently need more evidence and more bombshells and more ticking clocks. But at the same time, nothing has been uncovered like we've seen from the whole time, which is why the ending was predictable. Well, by the way, what I was saying was that John Kelly, the former chief of staff, was saying 75 percent of the American people, the the constituents of the Senate, think that we should have witnesses. And yet the institution somehow says, no, that's not what this is about. It's just about showing loyalty to Trump. Well, right. you, don't, you can't have a witness if there was no crime, Juan. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, we're, we, we're going to keep talking about this, but we also are going to talk about Super Bowl because there's a lot more to come on this Senate impeachment trial, but you've got to stay with the five. We have some special surprises coming up. All right, they're getting ready to take a break, so let's get back here. Uh, they're down, by the way, they are down in, it's New Orleans, right? Is that where they're playing? Where are they playing? No, Miami. They're down in Miami. They played the Collegiate National Championship in New Orleans at the Super Bowl. So they're, um, they're, they're down there in Miami. 
uh, for the game. I guess they're playing at uh, the Dolphin Stadium is where they're playing uh, right now. So what we're waiting for is we are waiting for the Senate to decide to come back into session. And then they will proceed at that point and will vote on whether to allow witnesses or not. Won't take a lot of time, I don't believe. I mean, uh, it's probably going to end up like 51 49. That's what it kind of looks like because Collins has said she will vote for witnesses. And Romney, we've known all along that he. He was all about, you know, let's do everything that we can do to make the go, uh, the president as uncomfortable as possible because he hates uh, uh, Trump. But Mukowski and uh, Alexander, Alexander, Tennessee, and uh, Murkowski, and by the way, do I remember what uh, Senator uh, looked like from, from Tennessee. And he looks bad now. I mean, he, I mean, I understand he's, he's old. All right. Alexander's old, but you know, he's been uh, in that institution for a long, long time, ran for president a while back. And so remember he wore the plaid shirt. Are you, are you familiar with uh, Lamar Alexander at all? Zach, see, you gotta be just, into the whole thing about what's going on in politics. I don't know exactly what his age is. I'm going to look that up and see real quickly here on my uh, my phone and see what they, they say about uh, Lamar Alexander's age. So I'm waiting for my phone to light up here. All right, so Lamar Alexander age. Boom, boom, boom. He's 79. And I think he, he's not running for re-election. So he'll be done at the beginning of next year. And I don't know at what age he started, but he's been around for a long, long time. Uh, he has held, here's what, uh, got the information here. He's an American politician who is currently serving as the senior United States senator from Tennessee, a seat he has held since 2003. A member of the Republican Party, he also was the 45th governor of Tennessee from 1979 to 1987 and the 5th United States Secretary of Education from 91 to 93, where he helped the implementation of Education 2000. Uh, so he's been, he's been working in, uh, in government for a long, long time, just to let you know, uh, he's been in office. I look through all of this and see, where did it start at? Uh, it started off as the governorship in 1979. So, since he's been involved in that since 79, he's not been out of the government since then. And uh, clean that up. And so it's uh, uh, minus 1979. So what are we looking at? 41 years. 
He's been in public service. So he's not had a job, so to speak, except in the government for 41 years. It's time for him to retire. All right, so that that's going to be a wide-open election, I guess, come uh, November. I don't know who's running there or anything, but that's what's going on. So I'm looking. It looks like they're speaking uh, in the Senate again. Let's go there. You got you got to hang? No, you don't. So they're playing. They're just playing something on the five. Okay, so they're playing Schiff. Let's uh, put John Bolton under oath. They, they, let me tell you, they have been trying as hard as they can to uh, get John Bolton up there because Bolton, you know, they, they kept, things keep leaking out about his book and all of that. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, to be honest with you. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. Here's the five again. We'll go back to the five, see what they're saying, and see how, how long we are until the Senate gets back together rushed to finish and then all of a sudden that didn't matter and instead they sat on it for four weeks and so to me it's difficult for me to believe anything out of that man's mouth frankly but especially when it comes to an actual appreciation of or commitment to actual fact-finding or an actual result that makes sense or a transparent process in any way possible because this entire thing has been predictable political game playing and uh jesse when you hear adam schiff say fair trial and you look at the polls and people say we want witnesses what do you say uh, I say I don't care what Adam Schiff says. I don't care if he wants a fair trial. It wasn't fair in the House. He doesn't get to play it like that. He's not in charge. The Democrats only want their witnesses. They don't want Republican witnesses, and that's just not fair. So to be lectured on fairness from him is ridiculous. And this is why you can't trust Democrats with power. They'll abuse it. They'll run over the Constitution. They'll put up fabricated pieces of evidence. They'll lie about it defective articles, bogus subpoenas, and then they'll claim that they knew what the framers wanted. I listened to hours and hours and days and days of testimony from probably some of the smartest litigators I've ever heard in my entire life. And they destroyed the Democrats' defense on the facts. They destroyed it on the evidence, precedent, the Constitution, and the history of this. These are weak articles. They never should have been sent up. This half-baked cake was poisonous, and then they're all of a sudden saying, oh, the, the Senate has to swallow it. The Senate doesn't have to do that. The Senate can do whatever it wants, and what the Senate wants to do is get this over with and get on to the 2020 election. Dana, the big news today on the Republican side was first, of course, Lamar Alexander, the senator from Tennessee, announcing that he would not a vote in support of allowing witnesses to testify. And that was followed up then later today when Lisa Murkowski said she too would not vote to allow witnesses. What's going on on the Republican side? Well, it's interesting because it's like the, as I said yesterday, the media had all the headlines that the Republicans didn't have enough, um, didn't ha had the votes to block witnesses. Um, it wasn't that the Democrats had to prove their case in order to force witnesses. And I think that somebody like a Senator Alexander and Murkowski, um, who two days ago the Democrats were saying, wow, these are really principled people. They're just so amazing. Yeah. So they came to their dis their conclusion and I was like, wow, what happened to them? They're not, they, they must not have their principles or have their, have their head screwed on straight. Right. I think that both Murkowski and uh, Alexander were thinking about the institution of the Senate 
and that going forward, it is not a good idea to allow a House process that's not complete, that doesn't go to the third uh, co-equal branch, the judiciary, to try to resolve a dispute before sending over something that is half-baked. Really? You know, from my perspective, I think the obstruction is very real. But let me play something for you, Greg. This is Schiff, who's saying that John Bolton should be under oath. Yeah. So here you have the president saying John Bolton is not telling the truth. Let's find out. Let's put John Bolton under oath. Let's find out who's telling the truth. The trial is supposed to be a quest for the truth. Let's not fear what we will learn. As I mentioned, uh, former Chief of Staff Kelly saying he believes Bolton. What do you say, Greg? doesn't matter. You know, uh, Adam Schiff in that first sound on tape, he said he was condemning division, which is like a pig condemning pork chops. He's 100% made of this stuff. In the end, it requires two-thirds of the Senate vote, right? To prevent, what? why two-thirds? To prevent a partisan impeachment. What this is, is something the Democrats have invented. It's a nuisance impeachment. It's like a nuisance lawsuit, except all the Democrats are wearing neck braces and doing, <laughs> doing slip and falls all at once. But the sad thing about nuisance impeachments is that they're easy to do, depending on who's controls the house so both sides can do this and it's going to be a ping pong thing remember how we compare we're comparing this impeachment to the one in the 90s how soon will we be comparing an impeachment in the future to this one it could be next year it could be in two years because the nuisance impeachment will be ongoing it's like construction outside your house first day you see it it's like what's that doing there and then you just get used to it well actually i'm excited about impeaching the next democrat president (laughs) I can't wait. What if it's Kanye West? Oh, well, we'll let it slide in that case. Wow. Honesty. I tell you, we're live in Miami, and maybe we're hot in Miami. Another live look at the Senate floor in Washington. Let's uh, head back and get a break, and then we'll come back and see if the Senate has uh, reconvened and get ready for that vote. All right. uh, Story came out uh, today, about an hour ago. Police have taken two women in custody after a security breach at the uh, Mar-a-Lago estate ended in a police-involved shooting. According to the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office, 30-year-old Hannah Rothmild, who is from Connecticut, was driving a black SUV erratically and refused to stop. She and another woman woman have been uh, since taken into custody, uninjured. Florida Highway Patrol troopers were following the black SUV when it fled through two security checkpoints on the property. Ten minutes uh, earlier, a sheriff saw Rothmild behaving erratically by dancing on the top of her car, followed her to her rental Jeep, tapped her window to get her attention, and she began reversing while he was still tapping on her window. He broke the window to get her to stop reversing the car, but she drove away southbound on the A1A. Officers fired shots at the vehicle as it headed towards the main entrance of uh, Marga Largo. The vehicle continued to flee from Florida Highway Patrol troopers and a helicopter before it was later located on the property. Based on a preliminary investigation, investigators 
believed that Rothmild approached the checkpoint at a high rate of speed and did not appear to brake in any way. According to a law enforcement official who spoke on condition, of course, nobody given his name, uh, he discussed the investigation. The checkpoint, a series of concrete barriers and armed officers, is blocks away from the actual resort. When she approached the area, she crashed through the first checkpoint, putting some lives of the people involved at the checkpoint there at risk, that according to the Palm Beach County Sheriff. Proceeded to the second checkpoint, crashed through there. The deputies and the Secret Service agents that were there moved out of the way just in time. So we... uh, alerted the Florida Highway Patrol. They had units in the area and actually spotted the vehicle again. That trooper followed that vehicle to a local motel where the driver jumped out and was trying to flee to a room. The trooper did a great job, tackled her, and took her into custody there. We can confirm that local law enforcement and Secret Service discharged their weapons at the vehicle. Romchild is an opera singer who may have had a show in San Diego and in West Palm Beach. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement will investigate the shooting. The FBI also responded to the scene. The president wasn't at the resort at the time. However, he's scheduled to arrive there later today. Uh, This has been the scene of several intrusions since Trump became president and uh, There'll be more released a little later on uh, in in the day. So that uh, is interesting. All right, so there's three different ways that this uh, impeachment thing could play out. I've got a story here uh, that The Hill has published. It says that Friday is the make-or-break moment in President Trump's impeachment trial as Republicans try to bring the proceedings to a close. Senators hold a crucial vote on whether to call new witnesses. That's what we're waiting for right now is for the senators to come back. People are starting to filter in uh, to the Senate uh, well now. So maybe something is going to happen in just a moment. They had said soon. Now it says they're awaiting the Senate. So the Senate is on their way. Senators to hold this crucial vote on whether to call new witnesses or compel documents as part of the Senate's proceedings. Though Trump is all but guaranteed to be acquitted at the end of the trial, Friday's vote is a turning point that will determine what comes next, including how long all of this is going to last. The Senate is expected uh, to convene, which they have done today. They started at about 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central. Senators are warning that if Republicans successfully block witnesses, senators are likely to move quickly to Trump's acquittal on Friday night or early Saturday. Before a vote on witnesses, both Trump's legal team and House managers get up to two hours each to make their cases. They have done that. What happens after that? Well, there's a few scenarios to watch for. Scenario one, the Senate rejects calling witnesses and moves to acquit Trump. This appears to be the most likely outcome as the pool of potential Republican votes is quickly shrinking. 
in a stark turnaround from just days ago when Republicans were caught flat-footed by allegations from former National Security Advisor John Bolton. GOP senators are voicing renewed confidence that they will be able to defeat the request for witnesses. Lindsey Graham stopped short of declaring victory but told reporters, I've never been more optimistic that we're in a good spot. Senator John Barrasso from Wyoming added that he expects a vote on final judgment to happen by Friday night. The majority leader, McConnell, can afford to only lose two Republican senators to defeat the push for it, uh, it witnesses outright. That looks like where he's at now. You got Romney, you got Collins, but the other two have decided that they will vote against. All right, so let's get to the news, see what the news has for you, and then we'll return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So the question becomes, how will the Democrats play this out now? And I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes, but right now let's uh, get back to Fox, and uh, they got the president up. He's speaking in front of a a group of people, evidently, uh, that he appeared in front of in Des Moines, and then the five is talking about that. And soon we should see the uh, Senate come back and vote on this whole thing about witnesses. Surely they want to get this done as much as you and I want to see them get it done. A break to, to Fox, and then I'll be back. The yeas and nays are required under Senate Resolution 483. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. No. No. Ms. Baldwin. Aye. Aye. Mr. Barrasso. No. No. Mr. Bennett. Aye. Aye. Mrs. All right, Blackburn. so the Senate is back together. This is the vote on witnesses. Witnesses or documents. The yeas and nays are required under Senate Resolution 483. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Alexander. No. No. Ms. Baldwin. Aye. Aye. Mr. Barrasso. No. No. Mr. Bennett. Aye. Aye. Mrs. Blackburn. No. No. Mr. Blumenthal. Mr. Blunt. No. No. Mr. Booker. Yes. Aye. Mr. Bozeman. No. no. Mr. Braun. Yes. No. Mr. Brown. Aye. Aye. Mr. Burr. No. no. Ms. Cantwell. Aye. Aye. Mrs. Capito. No. no. Mr. Carden. Aye. Mr. Carper. Aye. Mr. Casey. Aye. Mr. Cassidy. No. No. Ms. Collins. Aye. Mr. Coons. Aye. Aye. Mr. Cornyn. No. Ms. Cortez Masto. Aye. Mr. Cotton. No. Mr. Kramer. No. Mr. Crapo. No. Mr. Cruz. No. Mr. Danes. No. Ms. Duckworth. Aye. Mr. Durbin. Aye. Mr. Inzi. No. Ms. Ernst. Mrs. Feinstein. Aye. Ms. Ernst, no. Mrs. Fisher. No. Mr. Gardner. No. Mrs. Gillibrand. 
Aye. Mr. Graham? No. Mr. Grassley? No. Ms. Harris? Aye. Ms. Hassan? Aye. Mr. Hawley? No. Mr. Heinrich? Aye. Ms. Hirono? Aye. Mr. Hoven? No. Mrs. Hyde-Smith? No. Mr. Inhofe? No. Mr. Johnson? No. Mr. Jones? Aye. Mr. Kane? Aye. Mr. Kennedy? No. Mr. King? Aye. Ms. Klobuchar? Aye. Mr. Lankford? No. Mr. Leahy? Aye. Mr. Lee? No. Mrs. Leffler? No. Mr. Manchin? Aye. Mr. Markey? Aye. Mr. McConnell? No. Ms. McSally? No. Mr. Menendez? Aye. Mr. Merkley? Aye. Mr. Moran? No. Ms. Murkowski? No. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Mrs. Murray? Aye. Mr. Paul? No. Mr. Perdue? No. Mr. Peters? Aye. Mr. Portman? No. Mr. Reed? Aye. Mr. Risch? No. Mr. Roberts? No. Mr. Romney? Aye. Ms. Rosen? Aye. Mr. Rounds? No. Mr. Rubio? No. Mr. Sanders? Aye. Mr. Sass? No. Mr. Schatz? Aye. Mr. Schumer? Aye. Mr. Scott of Florida? No. Mr. Scott of South Carolina? No. Mrs. Shaheen? Aye. Mr. Shelby? No. Ms. Cinema? Aye. Ms. Smith? Aye. Ms. Stabenow? Aye. Mr. Sullivan? No. Mr. Tester? Aye. Mr. Thune? No. Mr. Tillis? No. Mr. Toomey? No. Mr. Udall? Aye. Mr. Van Hollen? Aye. Mr. Warner? Aye. Ms. Warren? Aye. Mr. Whitehouse? Aye. Mr. Wicker? No. Mr. Wyden? Aye. Mr. Young? No. Mr. Blumenthal? 
I. Okay, they've called the roll and the votes have, are being tabulated. We'll hear exactly what it came out to be here in just a second as we'll wait for the parliamentarian to give us that information. They're showing it to the Chief Justice. Let's listen in. Are there any senators in the chamber wishing to change his or her vote? If not, the yeas are 49, the nays are 51. That means that they will not call The motion witnesses. is not agreed to. That's a big vote. Under the previous order, the Senate stands in recess subject to the call of the chair. All right. So they're back in the week recess now. We know now that uh, that has been determined. No, no uh, witnesses. So uh, they will make up their mind now what they're going to do. I'm sure they're going to give each senator some time to speak, or they will go to uh, voting on the two articles of impeachment. So we'll have to listen. Let's go back to Fox. They're talking about it. Let's see what they have for us. And the announcements uh, last night from Lamar Alexander, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, and so on. Everything was set in stone. But again, the problem is Mitch McConnell doesn't know how to get to a final vote. That's what the, uh, in the Senate trial. And that's what these offstage negotiations are going to be about deep into the night tonight, Dana. All right, Chad, we have one question from Juan, and then we're going to get some commentary from Greg and Emily. Go ahead, Juan. So you get two votes from Republicans, Chad, for allowing the witnesses. And now you're telling us that, in fact, it's... The, the Republican side, led by Mitch McConnell, that doesn't have the votes to shut this down. Uh, and I think, uh, just sitting here, that it must be that Repu some Republican senators want the opportunity to speak as to why they are voting the way they are voting when it is seen as so damaging to the institution. Absolutely. You could see where someone like Susan Collins, the Republican from Maine, she is facing a competitive uh, re-election fight this fall in a battleground state. Uh, she might want to come out and, and talk about her position. You know, there's a lot of senators, even though those who want to extinguish this trial as quickly as possible, who say, we are senators. Uh, this is an impeachment trial. We have not been given the opportunity to deliberate and speak on the Senate floor. Uh, it is our right. I mean, that's the fundamental right of, of, of the Senate. There's unlimited debate. And if you're going to neuter that, you fundamentally change the essence of the Senate. And if you've had none of that in a Senate trial, some people might think that that undercuts the quintessence right, of the we, Senate, Juan. We have Chuck Schumer now live. Chad, thank you so much. Let's go to Chuck Schumer. Sensibilities where the Senate turned away from truth and went along with a sham trial. This, if the president is acquitted with no witnesses, no documents, the acquittal will have no value because Americans will know that this trial was not a real trial. It had no witnesses, no documents. It is a tragedy on a very large scale. I will be now going up to my caucus to discuss what we're doing next. I will not talk about it here. Okay? Thanks. All right. Um, Chad Pergram, um, if you're still there, if basically Chuck Schumer knew that this was the likely outcome, 
Um, what now is he going to go up and talk to his caucus about? Well, he's kind of reveling in the fact that Mitch McConnell has this problem. The problem is not with Democrats. The problem is with Republicans. You know, they have the majority. If you have the majority, move. And so that's the issue right now. Uh, and so he's going to talk to his caucus about if they come back into session, uh, what things does he put uh, on the table? What proposals? You might remember that very lengthy session. Uh, Tuesday night last week going into the wee hours of Wednesday where they considered multiple proposals from, from Schumer about how to consider this trial, what witnesses to call, talking about calling John Bolton, talking about calling Mick Mulvaney, the acting White House chief of staff. You could have a similar, uh, you know, reprise of that in the next few hours if the Senate were to be in session. And this is why McConnell has recessed the Senate so they don't get into that right away. And then you have a lot of senators, some of those vulnerable senators, having to take those challenging votes or dragging the Senate down into this quagmire over the next few hours as they fight over this. What they try to do is he's going to go back and say, okay. What are the issues here? What should we be considering? You know, there was a proposal from Dick Durbin, the Democratic whip, along with uh, Sherrod Brown from Ohio and Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut to allow all senators to have a 10-minute wedge of time uh, to talk, uh, you know, put their positions on the record about the trial again, because senators have not spoken on the Senate floor during this lengthy trial. And so, you know, senators think, you know, they represent X number of people in each state. They should at least be, ab be able to express their views on the Senate floor in a debate in only the third presidential impeachment trial in Senate history. Some people, regardless of whether you, you think you should impeach the president of the United States or not, say, if you don't do that, then what good is the Senate at all if you can't even debate that on the Senate floor? Chad, that makes a lot of sense. I can, I can understand why the senators want to have their say. Thank you so much. Let's go to John Roberts with the latest for us. Uh, wherever you are, John. <laughs> North lawn of the White House, where okay. I always I, I couldn't you know. see where you were. <laughs> <laughs> Love to be down there with you in Miami, where the president is winging <laughs> his way toward, or at least most of the way there. He'll be uh, landing in West Palm Beach uh, pretty soon. Uh, I'm sure that they were watching the vote uh, on Air Force One a short time ago. Uh, clearly, it was no surprise. They knew that Mick Mulvaney uh, had the votes uh, to turn down witnesses. And it's interesting because the president has said all along, hey, look, I'd like to have witnesses. I'd like to hear from John Bolton. I'd like Mick Mulvaney to to testify. I'd like to have uh, Mike Pompeo go up there and tell his story, but I also want to hear from people like Hunter Biden and the whistleblower and maybe even Joe Biden. I mean, it was clear that if there were going to be witnesses that the Republicans and the president in particular were going to push for, Democrats can't just have their witnesses. The White House and the president are going to want to have uh, his witnesses uh, as well. So, I mean, this, this does alleviate a long and protracted battle because I'm sure that there's no way that Pat Cipollone was going to let John Bolton get up there in front of Congress and testify without it going through all of the courts. And that could be a lengthy process that could take place over the course of weeks, if not months. So this is going to alleviate a long, drawn-out battle that could go well into the Democratic uh, primary contest. But I, I think what we're seeing here uh, in the Senate is uh, no surprise to the White House. I think they're probably pretty happy with the outcome. But as Chad Pergram was saying, now how do you get to the end? The White House is confident that there are not 67 votes to take the president out. Uh, there might be a couple of uh, Republican defections, but that only is going to get you uh, to maybe 50, 51 votes maximum. So certainly not the 67. So President Trump uh, is confident that he's not going to be removed from office. And you, and you watch because he tweeted about it again today.
saying that he believed that the process in the House was completely unfair. The Democrats had all the witnesses they wanted. A lot of it was behind closed doors. Some of the transcripts of those closed door sessions were not released. Uh, his team was not allowed any witnesses in the House proceeding. Uh, didn't even have a chance to present its case until it got to the Senate. And, and that's something that he will definitely focus in on between now and November. Uh, and and to, to say that, you know, Republicans are not getting a fair shake out of this process and that nothing like this should ever happen to another American president. The president will, will say, Dana, that he's doing this for future presidents, not just himself. He has said that. John, thank you. We have news from Chad Program about something out of Mitch McConnell's office. Chad? Yes. So Mitch McConnell just put out a statement about that vote that went down rejecting witnesses. He said, look, we've been through all of these documents. Uh, we've heard all of these arguments. Uh, we don't think that we need to have witnesses. But I'm going to refer to the final paragraph of this statement here from Mitch McConnell here. And I'm just reading this off my phone because things are happening in real time here on Capitol Hill. Senators will now confer among ourselves with the House managers and with the president's counsel to determine the next steps as we prepare to conclude the trial in the coming days. In the coming days, this is the first time definitively we've heard something from someone in leadership, the, you know, the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, indicating that this is not going to wrap up imminently. I was told earlier in the day uh, that they thought that there was no chance that they would finish this tonight. So coming days is the key question. Now, again, you know, a couple of hours ago on another program, I was asked whether or not they would consider postponing State of the Union. There's a bit of a logistical issue here. For Tuesday, I spoke to one congressional security source who told me that there had been no consideration of that whatsoever, uh, but would not rule it out. You know, here's the other thing, that so much of what we see in politics is very scripted. It's very, you know, kind of rote, and we expect A, then B, then C. What we're seeing here at the Capitol tonight is unfolding in real time. We really don't know how this is going to turn out. We know that probably in a day or two that they will exonerate the president of the United States on the articles of impeachment. But what happens in the interim? What happens tonight? What happens over the weekend? Who gets to speak? You know, that interim, uh, you know, kind of process is very up in the air. And Mitch McConnell, nor Chuck Schumer, nor any of us can interpret exactly what's going to happen because nobody really knows why it will come down to the votes. They have to figure out some sort of an agreement, 51 votes, that can pass the Senate to set the remaining framework for this trial and get to final verdicts uh, for the president, as Mitch McConnell says, in the coming days. Close quote. All right. Yeah. All right, close quote. Thank you, Chad. Program, we're going to take it around the table here while in the remaining time that we have. You have some thoughts there, Greg? Thank God he kept that short. <laughs> wow. Look, I've said the same thing over and over again because we knew what was going to happen. The story never changes. It's like when you're dealing with a drug addict who says, no, no, I've changed. I swear, I've changed. No, this story has been the same. We knew how the vote was going to go. We know how it's going to go next week or the week after that because we know the kernel, the nugget of this story is that it was initiated three years ago, right? This quixotic adventure is not about a phone call. It was about the day Hillary lost. So we all know that. What we're being forced to participate in is a Democrat's version of revenge porn. And that's why it is so exhausting to be sitting here and listen every day to this and then have to feel bad for the viewer who has to sit through this crap. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because Adam Schiff actually tried to get naked pictures with Donald Trump. <laughs> yes. So well said, Greg. <laughs> I'm not going to spike the football one. Because I don't want to do that. I'm not a showboat. <laughs> so Democrats just suffered an enormous 
tactical loss right then yeah. on the floor of the Senate. We know how it ends from now. This is a strategic <laughs> retreat by the Democrats. They're still trying to empty their clips, but it's pretty much done. McConnell has guided this thing through the system very well, very methodically, very maturely. Little bit of a speed bump here, but I'm sure he's gonna kind of bring the boat to home. Now, this now looks more than ever like this whole impeachment thing was a move to protect Joe Biden. Trump had zeroed in on his family's corruption. They tried to knock him out at the knees. It went all the way up to the Senate trial, and then we get an acquittal. And you have to look at yourself and think, this thing backfired. Because now everybody's talking about where's Hunter. Everybody understands Joe, quid pro Joe is his new nickname, not Sleepy anymore. His crowd size is microscopic at this point, and Bernie Sanders is surging in Iowa. So it did not go as planned. And my only thing now is, what do the Democrats do next? You know, they boycotted the inauguration. They teed up a special counsel investigation. They tried to impeach the president. He gets acquitted. What are they going to do in a second term? I mean, they handled the first loss so terribly. What happens with a landslide? I, I'm just, I'm scared, Juan. Hold me. Oh, <laughs> I think it's going to be dangerous. I know, I know, I know, my darling, you are so, I'm so snowflake. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, you're, you're, because I can see that on the Republican side right now. All right, McConnell so enough from uh, Fox as they are wrapping it up from where they're down in, in Miami for the Super Bowl. We're going to come up on news. Uh, Robert Steinbach will join us in the next hour. I'm sure he'll have some things to say about what's going on. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, when this might wrap up. Evidently, it looks like it will not wrap up tonight. It may be tomorrow. Uh, You got the State of the Union coming up on Tuesday. We will have that for you live right here at 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. Our coverage will begin at 8 o'clock. We'll have coverage, I'm sure, Monday night uh, out of Iowa about the uh, uh, Democratic uh, uh, primary, see what's going to go on there. Uh, the information they were talking about, about how they protect, they've been, they've been trying to protect Biden, uh, has not worked. Uh, Biden, uh, I was just watching on my, my phone, he had about 30 people at a at a place where he was at, uh, not good. Doesn't it looks like the uh, momentum has definitely swung Sanders' way. Now, with that said, the Democrats do not want Sanders to be the nominee. So it's going to be now. It gets interesting to see what the Democrats do to try to deny Sanders yet again. And how that's going to play with his supporters. Remember, they were raising all kinds of cane last uh, time at the DNC. What will happen this time? We're just getting started in 2020, and there are so many things that are going on. All right, we got to take a break. Let's do that. News is coming up next, and Robert and I will be back after it has gotten through here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
is the Dave Ellswick Show, and I am Robert Steinbeck. Not filling in for Dave, but Dave has stepped out for a moment and will be back with us momentarily. The news is big, folks. The Republicans have blocked the witnesses in the impeachment trial. The trial is all but effectively over. And more importantly, President Trump has won. Have they taken a vote on that yet? No, but we can see what's going to happen next. If they couldn't, if the Democrats couldn't even get witnesses to come in, we know without a doubt that the Democrats are not going to be able to win because they have a higher burden to win. They need a super majority. They simply needed a majority to get witnesses and they couldn't even get that. We had talked the other day on Dave's show about this false claim by the Democrats that somehow there's an asterisk next to the acquittal because The Democrats weren't able to call their witnesses. You know, folks, if you were charged by a prosecutor, state prosecutor, federal prosecutor, and they call witnesses, they don't call witnesses, your attorney makes a motion to dismiss, whatever the case may be, and you're not convicted, guess what what you are? Innocent. Innocent. And how do we know that? It's not a complicated equation, after all. You are innocent until proven guilty. No proof of guilt, then you're innocent. So the the Democrats can use whatever punctuation marks they want in their journals that are going to get buried in their desks and nobody are going to read it. President Trump is the president today. He's the president. He was the president yesterday and he will be the president up and including till the end of this term and hopefully into the next term as well because he'll be reelected. But that's a decision to be properly made. By the voters. And of course, that's exactly what the Democrats wanted to avoid. They wanted to avoid what happened three years ago. What happened three years ago? They were all assured they're going to win. Hillary was going to win. She was doing, you saw her. She was literally popping the champagne in the airplane. Is it, Zach, there's some line about, you know, don't count your chickens, don't pop your champagne. Well, she was doing it. And she didn't win. And she runs around. I love this part. She runs around. Well, I, but I did win. I got three million more votes. Where do you live, Hillary? Where, is your house the White House? No, I didn't ask you if it's white. I asked you if it's the White House. No, then you didn't win. And, of course, we all know the irony. When, she, when President Trump, when they said, well, will you respect the results of the election, President Trump? And he said, well, let's see how it plays out. Now, they said, well, that means that he's going to be a sore loser. No, that means he wants to see if there are any irregularities. Having proven no irregularities, he accepted his win quite fine, thank you. And then the Dems, who questioned his uh, support of the Constitution because he didn't give a knee-jerk yes like Hillary did, she said, I will support the outcome of that election only to have Lost that election, and then what? What happened next? Didn't support the outcome. No. Right? So they're hypocrites and they're liars. They've now lost the impeachment battle. They lost the Russia gate, and I hope uh, they're going to w- lose the next election. And I think it's looking better and better for Trump. Well, I, I will tell you this, and thank you for starting uh, this hour for me, of course. Robert. But here's the thing that bothers me Schumer has already said. Pelosi has already said they do not accept what's going on in the Senate. They do not that that it wasn't a fair trial because there weren't any witnesses. 
look, you had all of your paperwork. You presented for over a week your case. It was weak, and it didn't sway anybody. I mean, even though Romney voted for witnesses and Collins voted for witnesses, when it comes down to removing the president, they will vote no. Of course they will. And, of course, as you know, Dave, it's not a 51 vote for no. conviction. It's two-thirds. 67. Right. It's, it's not going to happen. No. They've known that it was not going to happen. The only reason that they wanted to bring these witnesses is to try to uh, cause more damage uh, to the president. That's, of course. That's the reason they were doing it. Then they didn't think that the you know the Republicans— I don't think they believed that they were going to get witnesses in the first place. I don't think that they really wanted witnesses because if they had gotten them, then you would have seen Hunter and Joe Biden uh, in front of the Senate and they would have destroyed him. Would have been awful for them. It's already over for Biden. He's he's in Iowa campaigning and his numbers keep going down. And Sanders, who's been tied in the uh, uh, the Senate, and can't go out and and do anything is going up, and Klobuchar is going up. Yeah, yeah. No, Oatmeal Joe is oatmeal. He's done. He's done. He's done. I I really believe that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see him winning, and uh, Sanders is showing strongly in Iowa. Looks like he is starting to show very strongly in New Hampshire. Uh, They're saying he's strong in California. Now, I don't know where, what the SEC is going to show when we get into the southern states. Biden may be able to get South Carolina. I don't know. But Bloom, uh, you know, Bloomfield is, is hurting him. Uh, Bloomberg. Berg, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get him. I start Two. talking about him, and I start thinking about about the, uh, the uh, false Vietnam veteran in the Senate. On the What's Senate his side. name? Yeah. Bloom, Bloomfield, is that his name? I forget Something what, what like his that, last yeah. is. And I, I pronounced, someone gave me a hard time the other day because I, uh, I pronounced Bloomberg, Blumberg. There's, there's, a, a form, there's a document that's called the Bloomberg form. In any event, they gave me a hard time. Well, you're from New York. He wasn't my mayor. I wasn't yeah. there then. I didn't <laughs> you know? love him. I didn't know him. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's kind of interesting. Uh, and, and this is what you can expect to hear for the rest of this year. It was not a fair trial. The acquittal wasn't real. It wasn't a fair acquittal, just like they're saying they have been saying about the election of 2016. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair. Of course it was fair. It was done by the Electoral College. That's why they're trying to destroy the Electoral College. I mean, come on. My buddy just texted me. It's Senator Richard Blumen- Blumenthal. Uh, I, yeah, that's right. And I lost the text as I was saying yeah, it's it. Blumenthal. Yeah. And, and he said, Denang Dick. Yeah. Because it's Richard. That, Denang yeah. Dick. That's yeah. what they call him. Yeah. Because he, he was talking about everything that he did in Vietnam. He didn't do nothing in Vietnam. Well, just to be clear, he didn't, do, he didn't go to Vietnam. No, he wasn't there. Right. So it's, like, it's not like he went there and didn't do anything. No. And they keep reelecting that idiot. Did you? He, he he looks a little like he's been embalmed. Yeah. Did you ever notice that, Zach? He looks a little like he's been embalmed. I've met several politicians who have actually died, but nobody told him. Maybe he's one of them. Boy, I want to tell you what I saw last night. Mm-hmm. I saw Tennessee Senator um, Alexander. Yeah. Oh my God, but, he looks terrible. Really, I didn't see him. 
He looks at, remember when he was that strapping looking, good looking governor that wore the plaid shirt and everything? Yeah. Doesn't look that way anymore, man. This wow. is his last year. He's done. He's not running for reelection. And uh, he has been in uh, politics for 41 years. Mm, wow. 41 years. That's too long, folks. It's too long. Nobody should be in uh, Washington, D.C. for 41 years. Go on, and you got your, you're, you're already going to get your money for being there. You know, you're going to get your uh, uh, retirement pay. Take it and, and go do something else. Enjoy life a little bit. Of course, they enjoy life because of all the spiffs they get. Because they're gov- uh, they're uh, senators, and exactly. before that he was exactly. governor, and then he was the secretary of education. I mean, this right. guy has been around for oh, forever, forever. Yeah, yeah, really, really has. Yeah. All right, let's get a break. We're yep. going to come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit w- about what you can expect over the next uh, tonight and probably tomorrow about the uh, impeachment here on the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one point one FM. The answer. Don't forget, I start in the mornings on Monday. Start at 6 o'clock in the morning. Go to 9 o'clock in the morning. The power panel will be here. I know for a fact Jan Morgan's going to be here. R.D. Hopper's going to be here, and so is Paul Calvert. They're all coming to get that underway on Monday. And don't forget, we're also the home now of Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity. All right, we continue. By the way, I just got something. It says, uh, mm-hmm. Dear Arkansas Advisory Committee, this is from David Massat. I think I'm pleased to inform you that at their meeting today, the U S commission on civil rights voted unanimously to appoint Robert Steinbach. Who? Robert Steinbach, this guy that shows up on my show every so often as a chair of the Arkansas advisory committee for the remainder of your terms. Wow. Congratulations. Well, congratulations. Well, thank you. What does this mean? Well, each state has a committee that advises the United States Commission on Civil Rights. And I have been on that committee for a little, some time now. And I was a member originally, and then I was a vice chair, and then I was an acting chair. And now they voted me in as the formal chair of that committee. So it's really, it's, I, I'm, I'm honored to do it. I really am. Boy, how does that play being on somebody's show like me who they think of as a white supremacist? You know, Dave, the the funny thing is that facts are like cream in milk. They have the tendency to rise up. And what we talk about on this show are facts, not the nonsense that you hear coming from the fake politicos. Like Mayor Scott? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He says, hey— just one cent. Just give me a cent. So I tweeted to the 12 and a half followers that I have that, hey, Mayor Scott, I got my penny ready for you. Are we all set? All done. Wait, one cent per dollar? Yeah. No, thank you. 50 million. 50 bucks. million. By the way, you know that Mayor Scott uh, in the end will pay, I think, over $100,000 to an ex-classmate, I think college classmate of his at the private law firm downtown that they hired to persecute that cop. Uh, what was his name again? Do you remember his name? Sorry, S. I forget. Yeah, that's right. I'll I'll have stank to look. Stank or something like that. Um, it's not stank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he's going to be calling in right now. Yeah, uh, but uh, he's he he. Now they've got a city attorney. Have Dave. they have they, pro- have they finally brought him back to work now? The I judge, think they have. The judge was right. holding him in contempt. In contempt. That's exactly right. I think they brought him back. Okay. Yeah. Because that's that's money that we're talking about when you put you in contempt. Well, I think the judge something said something to the effect of, "Hey, you don't need to bring him back, but I'm going to fine you ten thousand dollars a day. So you decide what you want to yeah. do with the city's money." Yeah. Right. And then explain it to the voters. That's right. You've already spent, uh, I think they at that point spent over fifty grand on this downtown fancy, uh, uh, high dollar lawyer. While they they have you know they uh, Tom Carpenter is the city attorney. What's wrong with him? I think that guy makes six figures. I think that make, guy makes well over a hundred thousand dollars. That's not enough money, and that's not enough competence. I don't know Tom at all, but it strikes me that he's been hired by the city to be their attorney. Why why ain't he good enough? Yeah, it was amazing. He was talking about this one cent thing, and he was all about it, man. Starks. No, Starks. Starks. That's yeah. close. What'd you call it? Stanks. Stanks. <laughs> Starks. Okay. I, I, I think your version is what they would call him in grade school. Yeah, might right? be. Might be. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, let me get back. Let me get to that story of uh, Scott. Let's see. Where is it? Just one. Sure. Uh, well, I'm going to be paying that tax, Dave. I live here in Little Rock. You live I, outside yes. of Little Rock, yeah, so right you'll be paying that. it when you travel in. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what. I pay enough in Cabot. Cabot's yeah. not. Is that right? They have yeah. high taxes, too. Oh, yeah. I think we're 10% there. It's amazing. You know, as far as that's concerned. Okay, so I'm looking for it. I'll sure. find it no. during the break. Right. It's but, just uh, remarkable, Dave, that I've never met a leftist politician who hasn't seen the solution to their concerns being a tax raise. Uh, hey, you know who else comes to mind? John Cooper. John Cooper comes yeah. to mind. I saw, yeah. I saw a picture of a yard sign of John Cooper's in someone's yard along with Bloomberg. Yeah, because if you support Cooper, you're a Democrat, not a Republican. The fact is that Democrats don't really run up there in Jonesboro on the Democratic ticket. They run in the primary, like John Cooper is, and they call themselves Republicans, but they're not. Okay, so he had his second state of the city address. Okay. At at Heifer International. Mm -hmm. And shared his administration's plans to, quote, lift Little Rock, unquote, in the next year, including through a penny sales tax initiative that the mayor said would raise approximately $50 a year for specific quality of life initiatives. Okay, now I want, you to, remember, it, yeah. I want you to remember what he says here. Specific quality of life initiatives. Scott said the sales tax increase would serve as a dedicated source of funding for the Parks Department and the Little Rock Zoo, allowing the city to implement many of the recommendations of the R3 Parks Task Force. Uh, those recommendations include the repurposing of War Memorial and Heinemann Parks to feature open lawn entertainment, an indoor sports complex, and a senior center. Uh, center. The zoo expansion would include new exhibits for giraffes, bears, red wolves, and razorback hogs. Scott said the penny sales tax would also help fund improvements to the Jim Daly Fitness Center, the Rebsman Park Tennis Courts, expand the city's trail system, and install a pool at the uh, West Central Community Center. It would also allow the 
listen to this, would also allow the city to create an economic development fund, which would generate equitable economic development (coughs) while working with the chamber to recruit jobs to Little Rock. (laughs) Think about that language, right? The chamber, private organization designed to help businesses. And one of these funds, we spoke when Dan Sullivan was on the show last time, you might recall, Dave, all of these statewide funds that nobody ever heard of. Have you ever applied, Dave? Zach, have you ever applied for money from one of these state funds? No. Of course you haven't. You know why? Because you're not some opera club. I'm not special. Yeah, you're not some opera club up there in Fayetteville that gets $3 million of our hard-earned tax dollars. Same thing at the local level. Okay, but I want to go back to the specific quality of, of life oh, initiatives. And I've left the, the guy's building on. a gymnasium. But he said later on in his... Um, presentation his uh, number two person made the statement mm-hmm. then and said well we're going to have meetings with the uh, people of the city to see how they want to spend the money now wait a second the sounds like he spent says, it already the mayor says he's got this 50 million annual uh, annually for specific quality of life initiatives he already knows how he's going to spend of course the money he does. So he's going to go out and do dog and pony shows that mean nothing. Of course. That's exactly what that's saying. So you can show up a one other thing that they're going to do. Here's the other good. Uh, his administration will present two ordinances to the board of directors today that incorporate the suggestion made by the group, one of which would allow the city to hire its first Chief Equity Officer. Oh, my gosh. Scott said oh the Chief Equity Officer gosh. will leave the city's Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion and oversee diversity and multicultural incentives. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's there, it, there it goes. It's crazy. There I'm just saying, this is crazy, but you voted him in. You Not got me, a, baby. You got another two I years. I voted for the other guy. Yeah, you got another two years to put up with this crap. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.